Welcome to the 288 Podcast. This is your host, Matt Slayer. And uh, this is your other big ticket host, Draven Starr. Tonight in studio, our special guests are Jack Daniels, a fine Tennessee whiskey. Fine whiskey indeed. Old, old friend of mine. <laughs> I love you, Jack. I love you. Don't ever leave me. Y'all go way back, don't you? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we go back to almost me being prepubescent well i mean i guess i had a hair or two on my nuts when i discovered me and my fondship for jack no more than three though how'd you know you know the the first time i ever puked no one's introduced you yet (laughs) so it holds a special place in my heart i like that i like that and in case you guys are are interested in the mysterious male voice that's appearing on our podcast today it is our buddy steve javers he is the former editor-in-chief of XBiz, former managing editor of AVN, and uh, those are two uh, porno companies, if you want to pretend like you don't know what they are and you've never heard of them. Right. You're here for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't lie. He's, uh, he is also a freelance writer and editor and editorial producer for Vox Media, Time Incorporated, uh, 12-Ounce Profit, LA Weekly, Penthouse, High Times, and so many more. It's actually really impressive that you hang out with us heathens. Wow, that sounded um, impressive. Do I really do those things? Yeah, you're Damn, apparently well. you're also a contributing editor to MG Magazine. I mean, in, in reality, that's where you're drawing checks from. I don't know how much you actually contribute, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... Yes. I... Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Well, thanks yeah. for coming on our podcast and sounding confused real quick. <laughs> no, I'm, t- I'm taking it all in. I'm taking it all in. <laughs> well, cheers. Welcome to the 288. Cheers. Yeah, it's slasha. nice to be drinking a Lemmy with you guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Ah, yeah. there you go. Using the right terminology. I like that. Absolutely. The only terminology. I'm with that. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad now when we go on the Sunset Strip that everyone knows what a Lemmy is. Yeah. So yeah. Be- beyond the music, it's the drink too. Absolutely. And I think that I, I, I can't really speak for other parts of the country at least, but I do know that that petition to call a Jack and Coco Lemmy is alive and well. And everyone in LA pretty much does it. I haven't been to any place else and tried like a different state and tried it, but pretty much everyone in Hollywood, LA, this area, if you order a Lemmy, they fucking know what you're talking about. Right. Wait a minute. There's places outside LA and Hollywood. Uh, huh? Oh. Motherfucker. You are wearing a Chicago shirt right now. They don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. And if they don't know what you're talking about, you should leave. Yeah. Like right away. Yeah. Seriously. Like, oh, oh, you. D- oh, OK. I'm just going to find someplace else then. Exactly. Right. Because they will probably play horrible hip hop. Just horrible anything. Or Justin Bieber. Uh, Justin Bieber has. He's come don't, up don't from what he used to be. say what you're going to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's he's gotten better from what he used to be. I will say that. So we are looking for a new co-host here on the Shut the fuck up. Oh, because yeah, because I said I I because did you see my new Bieber tattoo? That's like a thing. No, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know where all your tattoos are. They're everywhere. That's true. Hi. I don't have any new ones though, which is sad. I would like to get tattooed. Well, I need to get tattooed also. You do. You do. You do. You got you got tons of space. So much, but we got to do something with your chess piece. Maddie Slayer has this chess piece. It's like a, you know, like those those rating boxes. You know, like PG thirteen R whatever. His is uh, for NC seventeen, and it is wonderful. It's probably one of the coolest tattoos I've seen. But bro, you have to add on to it. You should might as well tell the audience what it, it's NC seventeen for. 
Well, yeah. Let's let's. It says it uh, for <laughs> language, crude humor, and drinking, which is very true, and pretty much our podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and originally, it was also supposed to say graphic sexual acts, and there was not enough space for everything. No. Well, there's only mm. so much you can fit one of those things. I don't know if I've met a person that has a more appropriate tattoo. I, I haven't. I have not. I uh, I actually refer to it as my truth in advertising tattoo. Mm. You know, you have to live your truth, man, and you found it. <laughs> Absolutely, and got it inked on your chest to make sure. Yeah, so you yeah. never forget it. I, that tattoo is 11 years old. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah dude. That shit's fucking old. <laughs> right. Fuck. Well, I mean, that's for a tattoo. Any there, tattoo yeah. that's 10 or 11 years there old. There I go like, admitting how old I am again. Fuck. Whatever. You <laughs> figured that out in the first episode. Yeah, first episode, Steve, I did not know that Slayer here was uh 35 because i was like oh you'll be dead by the time you're 40 he's like that's in five years how terrible do you think i am and i was like oh fuck bro my bad yes there's some hard hard years being in like i want to say being in like this like la bubble of like porn and music and comedy and stuff no one ever talks about their age or how old they are like so i've been friends with you for fucking ever and i i just found out how old you were but it's I just think that's so weird because for so many other friendships, it's like, because you either like grew up together, you've known each other for a long time. So you like know how, how old your homie is. It's almost a taboo topic out yeah, here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's always, super taboo. They put you in an awkward situation too, because a lot of people don't answer, but they'll ask, uh, how old do you think I am? Which is always a crapshoot. You know, it's, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because you're never right. Either. Oh way. yeah, no. If you undershoot it, they're like flattered, but then they're like, oh, no, I'm old. And you're like, oh, well, sorry yeah, I about mean, that. Right. Or if you overshoot it, they're like, oh, do I look that old to you? And you're like, no, you just made a really old reference. So I was guessing. There's, <laughs> right. there's no winning. Right. There's yeah. no winning. So that's why you just make pop culture references for like your appropriate age group. And if they get it, you're like, you're about my fucking age. Yeah. And if they don't get it, like, okay, you're a youngin. Or, I, get, I, I can get that. I did recently. I saw a meme today, actually. Um. Andy Sandimas posted it actually. She oh, she's alive. This, she's alive. Well, it's it's like her her personal Facebook or whatever. Because I mean, but but yeah, God. no, she's she's alive. But well, she no, posted, I, I know she's alive. But we really should like track her down and drag her on air. Oh my God, that would be the most fun ever. Yo, two bitches from Baltimore on this shit. Hey, whoa. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> she posted this meme and it was the um original host of unsolved mysteries and it was like you knew you grew up in like the late 80s like 90s if you went to sleep terrified like hearing this dude's voice talk about scary shit that no one ever solved and it was just a picture of him it wasn't any reference to unsolved mysteries it wasn't anything like that Mm -hmm. and i saw these comments that were like who is that guy i don't get it and i was like too young for you bro yeah, yeah, no, that I know guy's... exactly. Unsolved Mysteries, my mom made me watch that shit all the fucking time. I think that it's why I'm so into like true crime and just horrible shit now. Mm-hmm. But, dude, I fucking love Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, that was terrifying. I should see that if I can get that as my ringtone. That guy's that voiceover was, was terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember Unsolved Mysteries, America's Most Wanted, and Current Affairs were all like fucking crazy. See, I don't know if I remember Current Affairs. I do remember America's Most Wanted. You remember Current Affairs. Current Affairs had that crazy like... like Boom, boom. Yeah, like, and they, they always talk about crazy shit too. Like, what the fuck's going on here? If I committed a crime and was on that show, I would definitely turn myself in because that is scary shit. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I'd undig the body and 
Here you go. Never undig the body. I just don't want to hear that guy's voice anymore. <laughs> Steve, You're you like, can all- please stop talking about what I did. You could always just turn off the TV, man. Don't undig the body. Never undig the body. That's true. Burn the body. I like that if the term can. exhume like doesn't exist. <laughs> don't undig that shit. <laughs> yes, yes. You and your fancy terms exhume. Apparently, yeah, I've got all the fucking SAT words over here. Exhume. I don't know. Maybe it happened like maybe my when I got my tits done, they just came with extra knowledge. I mean, the writer here is using the using the words "undig," so <laughs> you know, you know, maybe that's just like some proper shit I've never heard of. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong, you guys. Right. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you sure? Damn. Absolutely. Exhume to undig. Ooh, Ooh. there we go. I hope Jabbers that's right. Is a, someone's is gonna a, <laughs> someone's Jabbers gonna tweet is a me. <laughs> thor- the, I was first off, I was joking, but now I really can't say it. Thesaurus. Okay. <laughs> yes. Next on Ask a Porn Star. Yeah, right. Let's see how many words you can trip over with your stupid tongue ring. <laughs> but everyone loves the tongue ring. That's true. It's the only piercing that I still have in my face. I took all my other piercings out. No, she said her face, ladies yeah, my and gentlemen. Face. Mm-hmm. And also, I've never pierced my pussy for all of you guys wondering, because I know that as soon as I start talking about my piercings, the first thing to say, oh, what about your pussy? No. It is too pretty to pierce. Right. And you don't puss a, uh, <laughs> you don't pierce a pussy. You pierce a clitoral hood. Or, yeah. Or a labia. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that would be really horrible. Like mid like You just like pierce it shut. <laughs> well, you like pierce- Steve-O did with his butt cheeks that one time. <laughs> yes. Stay- anyone- was it? St- oh, no, no, it was, it was a, a pierce. Yeah, 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 he yeah, went yeah. and he got his butt cheeks pierced together. Right. Y'all remember that shit? Right. Yep. Oh, my yes. God. Yes. That thing bled like a motherfucker when they took it out, yo. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. It- Oof. Oof. Steve-O is an interesting guy. You know what? Good for him, though, because now him and Kat Von D are together. Yes. And that's what's up. She's a good. That's a good looking broad. Absolutely. Yeah. They're together sober, though. I'm not sure I can support that. They're also vegan, which I know oh, you cannot sober get behind vegans? ever. So, sober vegans. That's kind of the worst. I can't believe I've given Steve-O money like, to support his stand-up comedy at this point. <laughs> like, Steve-O, you're well, fucking... Well, no, because they do, they do... They're not... Okay, like, they're vegan, but they don't, like, donate their money to PETA vegans. Like, they donate their shit to, Kat like... Does. A, to, That's huh? part of, like, their whole Oh, yeah, Cat Cat does. Yeah, yeah, no, I know her, her makeup does, but I don't think that, that Steve-O does. Is that why I'm someone sure, tried though. to burn down her tattoo shop? No, it was just an uh, electrical fire. Electrical so fire. <laughs> High voltage tattoo. A right. <laughs> I'm glad it's back open now, though. Yeah. Um, they were in the art gallery next door for a while. It was kind of cramped and weird, but. Yeah, because that, that shop had a lot of square footage and they opened the gallery second, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm sad we won't be seeing Steve O at the comedy store anytime soon uh, because he's like banned from West Hollywood. Yeah. There was, How do you get banned happened? from a whole city? Yeah. He. The, he uh, he. There was a stunt he pulled where he climbed up on a construction crane and uh, got popped for you know got a, it was part of some dem- some animal uh, oh, demonstration. Oh, the Sea World thing. Yeah, oh, sea That's World what thing. it was. Right, he was right. protesting Sea World. Yeah, because right. I remember I remember that he got he's like he got arrested or some shit, but I didn't recall exactly what he did to do it. I knew it was some type of protest to do with Sea World, but he climbed the top of a crane. He climbed on top of some construction crane in Hollywood. And uh, part of the punishment was he couldn't appear and like he couldn't be around like a two mile square radius or something because it was like a public nuisance yeah. charge, but elevated because he put his own life in danger and construction people. Yeah, and all that's that. liability like whole, and different yeah. insurances and all that other stuff. I mean, they just punish celebrities differently. 
Yeah. Like you or I, well, me, I'm the only non-celebrity here. Um, <laughs> okay. I, okay. I don't think. We only no. have one celebrity here. Yeah. I, Miss. Steve. Miss. Steve. No. Miss Steve. Not at all. <laughs> I, I don't know. Steve, your name has been attached to quite a bit, you know, of literature and. True. Yeah. True. I will say it is really funny as someone who like, who writes for a bunch of different magazines and stuff. I like, I want to ask you because how many, how many times have you had to write your own, your own bio? Like outside of just being like his Twitter is da da da. He likes fucking puppies and doesn't like cats. Like, <laughs> you know, a bunch because it's it's gotten a little more confusing and a little more involved because I used to just have my one full time job at AVN and XBiz right. and you know other places. Now I ha- you know hang out my own shingle. I do my own thing. I work for myself. So it's pulling in all these great brands that I work for. Yeah. Uh, and it's complicated because people are like, we know you write. We know you, you know, you're an editorial producer, you're an editor and, you know, your sports and music and street art and all that. But they don't know exactly what I do. So it's kind of nice and refreshing. It doesn't all come out in one breath like you experienced reading all that. Yeah. But then people are like, oh, wow. OK, that's why you're always busy and at these art shows and sporting yeah. events and concerts and stuff like that. So it's cool to actually kind of explain to people what I do because it's not so simple anymore as just saying, yeah, I'm managing editor of AVN. Done. Yeah. You know? And right. that's it. Now you're, but it's yeah. also, it's also really cool because like as someone, because I've had to write like feature dancing and stuff, I've had to write my own bios and like to hear someone else say that, like for me, because it's like, oh God, I think I have one of my bios on my phone, but it's You don't have the shit like, memorized? What the fuck? No, God. Um, no, because it's just like, but to say like, you know, um, I've done, oh yeah. Okay, well, here's mine for the last time. This is before the past AVNs, but it's like Draven Star is a more than four time AVN award nominated starlet this year. Oh, God, no, this is years ago. This is when I only won one AVN. But yeah, it's like talking about magazines, including Tattoo, Skin Art, Extreme, Hustler, fucking all this stuff. And she's X-Base not famous. of Dark Side of Disney, all this, like all this stuff. But it's like, I don't see myself that way. My friends don't fucking see me that way. I don't act that way. But it's so weird to just like, hear all of that stuff be said back to you like oh totally. shit maybe i have done all that but it's i don't know it's just like a really so we- surreal like weird thing yeah yeah definitely you know it's it's been i you know i'm definitely not a celebrity i'm just a writer um and i like to write about celebrities mm-hmm. um and cool people and artists and athletes and musicians and that's what makes me happy you know right. I, I don't think i can handle the spotlight spotlight like they do for sure and i don't want that Type half of, of attention. Them, half of them can't. Yeah. No, they, they <laughs> handle it like shit. I don't shit. blame them. Yeah. No, I'm well, not- I don't blame them. You know, like I, I was reading something recently. It was like some girl was trying to like dog on a celebrity and it was like, just close your eyes for a minute and imagine just like walking down the street. You're just fucking trying to go to Kroger and get some milk and you walk outside and then there's like 15 people like, oh, Steve, over here, poster me. Look over here. Please, Steve, give us a po- Oh, just say something. Like, can you like, I could not even fathom that. Oh, I mean, like I like walking around with my hair in a, like the gnarliest top knot you've ever seen, and no makeup, way too much to have that many people be like hounding me when I look like that. Oh, I mean, it, it's crazy, especially when, like when you get to Kardashian level fame. I have literally almost been knocked over by paparazzi for them to try to get a picture of like Khloe Kardashian. Yeah, like I'm trying to hold these motherfuckers back. Literally almost trampled by two or three paparazzi. Like they mm-hmm. don't give a Dude, fuck. They don't that give up. a single fuck. Yeah, I mean the the big thing is, and you know, two things is that your life is not your own mm-hmm. anymore when you're a celebrity like that. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny living in L.A. now for for ten years and and working 
uh, as a writer, as an editor, meeting a lot of celebrities, it's always the, the A-list celebrities are really pretty cool. Whether that's because they've already had the experience of working with managers and publicists and handlers and stuff, so they know how to charm you and be on their best behavior. It's always like the B, C, D-list celebrities that act like they're they're more important than they are, have more fame than they are, and give you a hassle. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, Steve, who is your favorite celebrity you've ever ever interacted with? Um, I think the nicest celebrity I've ever interacted with is Amy Adams. Who is oh, really? just a fantastic actress. She is the most and probably the most famous person I've met in terms of like accomplishments. She um, was in a fucking Muppet movie, as far as I'm concerned. She wins. <laughs> she's great. She's great. She's gonna be in the new uh Superman versus Batman. Oh uh, really? Movie. That's rad. Um, That's pretty rad. Yeah, she's that in... movie's gonna be garbage. <laughs> I'm I, yeah, I'm on the fence about that. Garbage. Zach Zack Schneider makes very pretty garbage, but it's garbage. We did talk about his pretty garbage, but we'll see. We'll yeah. see how it comes out. Oh, I'll see it. He will still get my money. No, I know. But I will be screaming the whole time, like, "Why did I pay for this? I'm gonna, Why?" I'm gonna bring like a fucking like bottle. A, Please let's bring just bring well, a bottle. that that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wear your GoPro and just interview you. Well, I'm gonna see the movie with you, wear your GoPro, and interview you outside of it, and then we're gonna put it on YouTube. Watch me nerd rage. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just yeah. watch me just, nerd. Just fucking nerd rage so hard. Your little eyeballs are just going to be popping out of your head. I don't have little eyeballs. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> your beautiful brown eyeballs are just going to pop right out of your beautiful head. Have another drink, Draven. Yeah, keep, I have to keep sipping over there. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Amy is just uh, the sweetest, most down to earth person. Um, I have to put Dave Grohl on that level too. Um, I met Dave the night of Lemmy's memorial. Uh, we were at the Whiskey A Go Go, and Metal Allegiance was playing, which is like this big metal super group with uh, Alex Skolnick from Testament. Um, who else was there? Corey Taylor from St- Slipknot. We're backstage, and uh, we're with a couple mutual friends actually. And in the whiskey, in backstage, there's a bunch of offices, a bunch of green rooms, and a real narrow hallway that you have to walk through. So I knew the night of Lemmy's memorial, there were going to be people there, and we were going to run into people, and there were going to be a lot of famous people. But we're backstage, and we see Dave Lombardo. Dave was super cool, shook everyone's hand, friendly with everyone, who's now, he's now the drummer of Suicidal Tendencies. Yeah. He's touring, yeah. touring oh, yeah. with them. Uh, so that was cool. And then we see Dave in, this ha- in the hallway, and we're all kind of like looking. You have to, it's, it's literally like only two people can fit in this little narrow hallway. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. We, yeah. We, yeah. You took me back. Yeah. Right. Whiskey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were back there. It's and really we, tiny back there. It's tiny. So we Old see. Old school club. Exactly. Yeah. We see Dave Grohl out of the corner of our eyes and we're like, you have to, you're going to be face to face with the person you're, that's crossing your path. Yeah. And we see Dave and uh, he just greeted everyone, was super nice. And we wound up having like a 20 minute conversation with him. It was That's so fucking cool, you know. Man. It was just so goddamn cool. Um, and a friend of ours was wearing a Nirvana T-shirt, and he was just like geeking out. And Dave was like, "Hey, I, I know that band. They're pretty good." And we, oh, were, we I were, know exactly we were, who you're talking we were, about wearing that fucking Nirvana yeah, T-shirt we were, too. We were all just like, uh, uh, "Yeah, yeah, they are." <laughs> like, they, yeah, I guess they don't suck. Their drummer isn't bad. I guess amazing, <laughs> amazing. Like everyone says, Dave is the nicest guy, the most down to earth guy, and he really is that's so cool that that's always awesome to hear our that editor cool. our editor christy is in love with dave yeah so well, we love you christy maybe we'll maybe we'll 
pass Steve to pass on a little something for you for the next time he randomly runs into Dave Grohl when uh, someone tragically right? passes. Just kidding. No, we're not going to wish that. Sorry. No, no. But <laughs> maybe we'll drag you out to LA and introduce you to him. Yeah. Since she's still stuck in New York. Mm. That's such a good place to be stuck. It is. Though. It is a good place to be it's stuck. It's far from the worst. Absolutely. There's absolutely. I can think of like four other flyover states that I would not want to be in before. Only Wait, four? I was, Only four? I, I was going somewhere with that and I lost it. I don't know. Drink more. <sighs> okay. <laughs> oh, if I have to. Me personally, my favorite like celebrity is Keanu Reeves. He's a motherfucking G, dude. Dude, he is a fucking G. Like, I, I was working at an event, and, you know, it was a stud, star-studded event. He didn't he didn't walk the carpet. He bought his own fucking ticket, with the waited in line with the general public, sat in the cheap seats upstairs. When intermission rolled around, he rolled up to me like, hey, where can I go smoke? And I'm like, let me get you somewhere secluded away from everyone. They're like, no, no, where does everyone go to smoke? Out That's back. so fucking cool. Yeah, he's also he, a fucking soldier. He's just so every man. And the, oh yeah, that gun shooting, like fucking that three gun shoot that he has on fucking YouTube. Like, what is it? no? What is that? Oh my god, he's a fucking assassin, bro. It is insane. So really? Steve, do you know what a three gun shoot is? No. So it's moving target, shooting, switching between rifle, pistol, and shotgun, and he is dead on. Fucking ding, 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 ding. Wow. Fucking. That's so cool. So he likes to shoot guns and he smokes cigarettes with just everybody and he buys his own shit. I'm with that. Yeah, no, he buys his own shit. He waits in line like an ever. He did not ask for any fucking favors. Like in my line of work, I have dealt with so many, you know, Z list fucking celebrities who feel like, what the fuck? What do you mean? Why am I waiting in line? Why am I, you know, not the first person on this fucking carpet? You know, Mm -hmm. random. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'm not even going to ask for a comp ticket. Wow. That's dope. Like I, the only reason I even really knew he was there was because he came and asked where to go smoke. Like I found out that he had waited in line and was up in the cheap seats with everyone else later on in the evening when I like, oh yeah, yeah, Keanu's been here all night. He just waited with everybody else. He's been talking a little bit about. He just came out with an art book um, and did this big show at LACMA. Actually, it was someone else's art that he did the editorial for. Oh, cool. Um, so he's been out doing book signings and stuff. And uh, I guess he's doing a little press to promote the project. And now they're talking about Bill and Ted's two, which apparently they have a script. That, that would be for, three. Or th- yeah, be well, three. three. Well, you know, Bogus Journey, Excellent mm-hmm. Adventure. Yeah. yeah. Three. Don't, don't three. front. Don't front. Um, but, I, but I think it's actually more of a sequel to the first one. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That'd be cool. There is a script. Um, he said that there's a script and they're trying to find a studio to back it. But let's cross our fingers and hope. He should have enough money to find an Whatever happened to uh, the other guy? Alex Winter? Yeah. He's directed a bunch of stuff, a bunch of TV Uh um, and commercials. So he's like around. I don't think he acts anymore, though. But he'd have to for this. He'd have to. Of course. The most important question I have about that, though, are they going to be wearing crop tops? Because that was one of the best parts of Bill and Ted was both of those motherfuckers wearing crop tops. I loved it. It'd be awesome, Bill and Bill and Ted with dad bod now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think Keanu has they a dad bod. A little bod. too far into the future. I don't think Keanu has a dad bod. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he probably he's good. Alex is looking a little. Might. He's looking a little rough. Well, yeah, Alex, old. I'm sure has older. I'm sure yeah. he has the money to fucking yo know, get a personal trainer and fucking tighten that shit up before production. For sure, for sure. So, Draven, who's your favorite celebrity? My favorite celebrity. Who do you think is the coolest? The, I haven't, uh, I 
haven't met that many. Like, I mean, I've met like celebrities, but I haven't met that many. And I have a couple that like, um, I guess you, I'm like friends with or whatever, but I don't, I don't really know. I honestly, I want to meet more than anything is uh, Christina Ricci because I've been in love with her and I just think she's amazing and I love her so much. I'm sure that's obtainable. I think we yeah, can make that happen. I would happen. like to do that. Solid I do choice. know that we have a friend who is friends with Feruza Balk. Mm. And I'm trying to get that to happen so fucking bad, man. I Feruza Balk's still hot too, by the Dude, yes. Both of them. Her yeah, and Christina yeah. Ricci. My little goth heart has been in love with both of them my whole fucking life. And the fact that I'm only like one degree away from Feruza Balk just like keeps me up at night. <laughs> Is it wrong that I was attracted to Feruza Balk in American History X when she was an anti-Semite? <laughs> she was pretty hot in that movie. She was. Yes, you, little, you little, you little self-loathing race humiliation yeah, lover. Self-loathing Jew. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, nothing's it's like, more. Yeah, spit on me, call me a Jew. Oh no, no, I'd hate fucker. I mean. Oh, okay. Well, that's okay. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah I'm with yeah, that. Yeah. Just, she was just she was good in everything. Return to Oz, that is a fucking creepy movie. And that movie is so dope without the the witch. She's got all the different faces in that hall. Oh yeah. yeah. So good. So it's been good. forever since I've seen that. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie, man. But yeah, no, she was on um Ray Donovan like the last season, playing a prostitute and looking really cute. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. I remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the kid who with was living kid, with yeah. Mickey in the same apartment yeah. complex. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's she's true. A, she's a cool bitch, man. Yeah. Still looking so, cute. I don't Absolutely. I don't know. Like I don't I don't really know that many celebrities, but I would like to be friends. I'm friends in my head with Feruza Balk and Christina Ricci. We all get together, we listen to Bauhaus. It's fucking awesome. You turn some butter, pick some apples. <laughs> I, what? Goth dancing, you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Goth dancing is more twirling. It's a lot of twirling. I forgot what the twirl move is, but like you turn the butter, you turn the butter. I don't do any of that. That's more honestly, though, that is more like industrial kids. Those are the kids that think Marilyn Manson is goth music. Oh, no, no. I'm talking like that shit I used to see at Neo. So. Oh, God, I miss Neo. Rest in peace, Neo. Rest in peace. What's what's Neo? Neo is. Like, it was a club in Chicago, and like one night a week they had goth night. No, no. Ever, ever, Neo was. Oh, goth, was it a goth club? It was a goth club. It's Chicago's oldest goth club. It had been there since the fucking eighties. Oh, okay. I heard since wrong. there were actual witches. When when my when my homegirl took me, she told me that it was like goth night. No, no. Every night. Was, every night is goth night. Yeah. Once That's a, why I loved it. I went every because every night I went, I was like, I guess it's goth night. I fit right in. That yeah, makes no. a lot more sense. It's always it was always <laughs> goth night. Once in a blue moon, they had failed metal nights. Ah, uh, like they tried on various Mondays over the course of the years of like having a metal night, and it would be like me, one of the DJs, like one of the bartenders, <laughs> and like three other dudes. Like, hey, I guess we could go to exit. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the goth night here? Is it just like? Club Sinister. Club, I think on, it's Bar Sinister. Bar Sinister. Club Bar Sinister. Club, whatever. Oh, Club Bar Jesus Christ. On Saturday nights, right? Yeah, well, is it every Saturday? It is or? every Saturday. It's every, yeah, I think. And then there's Cloak and Dagger, right? I don't know. That See, I don't know if that is necessarily a goth party, but you cannot wear any color other than black and expect to get in, even if you have a membership card. Because that's the other thing. It's a members-only party. Yeah. You have to be given a membership. I'm actually going next Tuesday. I'm really excited. Jesse Lee is a member now. I know. That's who's taking me because she told me that Davey Havoc goes, and I just want to be in the same room as him, (laughs) (sighs) y'all. Hey, there you go. That could be your favorite celebrity real soon. I just wish he loved me as much as I love him. There's only one way to find out. My husband does too. Because he's like, I could get down with Davey Havoc. And I'm like, oh my God, please just DP me, both of you. (laughs) That shit could happen. (laughs) Oh my God, I know, I know. 
I'm I'm curious to see you know Johnny Good looking all black. Well, he's not going because he's actually out of town that week. So hey, Davy. <laughs> What's up, Davey? Oh, uh, shit. Draven's going to get it in. God, I wish. Well, no, I've actually, I have only, I've seen AFI one time. Um, and it was not long ago, and I lost my entire shit. I lost my whole shit because I've been in love. Like, I've had, I have an AFI tattoo. I've loved AFI since I was like 14. Um, so I've I've loved all of the phases of Davy too. Like when he looked like a lady, I was about that life. When I just saw him recently and he had like the pseudo like devil luck kind of thing and like the all black, I'm about that life. Um so I just wanna like uh so when we went to the concert, I'm like getting all over the place with something about Davy. We went to the concert, even my <laughs> my husband's like, um, He's like, oh, fucking my, he's like, my wife is so wet right now because we are watching. If I like, I kept like punching him in the chest. I was like turning around like, oh, they're playing this song. Like every song they played, I just like lost my whole shit. And um, so Jesse's like, oh, you know, Davey Havoc goes. And I was like, I just, I just want to be in the same room as him. I just want to gaze upon him. <laughs> and she said he dances. So I'm like, I'm just going to bring a mop for all the drool I'm going to spill. Uh, drool. Yeah, that's the liquid we have to worry about coming out of you. <laughs> and it's not. No, it's not. No, no it's it's cuz I'm just going to it's going to look like my water broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't I don't know if I would call I'll I'll come, you know, I'll come back with feedback as to whether or not I would say it's a goth party, but I've heard that it is pretty well, goth. Get us memberships. Just get yourself a membership then get me a That's membership. what I'm going to do. That was the other thing. Jesse said that she was going to talk to um the guy that runs it. His name's Adam, I believe. Um the guy that runs it and get me a uh a membership card cuz I was like, "Oh, I've heard of that. I don't think I'm cool enough to get it on my own though." Well, so, let's But when I show, I mean, I'm pretty goth, so when I show up maybe they'll be like, "She's cool." Yeah, no. I mean, Jesse's not goth. Maybe if I'm goth enough for the goth club. Jesse's not goth. <laughs> She's I mean, not. It's cute though. I mean, hey, we you know maybe get him on the air too. That would be fun. Mm. Talk about his exclusive fucking club. That would be cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, I know, because I've actually it's actually really funny. If you go to the the Cloak and Dagger Instagram, they'll post sometimes they'll post um like screenshots of text messages. And the most recent one they posted was like, Hey, I'm outside with my friend. She's like this famous actress over in Russia. Like she's huge over there. And she's wearing mostly black, but like a white shirt. Could you let her in? And they're like, No. <laughs> <laughs> like so many people they're like i'm with all these hot ass girls but you know one of them's wearing a white shirt can they come in no tell her to take the shirt off <laughs> yeah <right>. obviously where <laughs> is this in hollywood yeah yeah undisclosed it's, it's a, location in hollywood yeah it's mm. undisclosed like i don't know if they change it or if they just keep it a secret i don't know but it's on tuesday nights it's in hollywood it's membership only and i am really excited to go you will have to report back on the next episode i know i can't wait i can't wait to report back that's cool and I think, well, I don't know. It might be, I don't know. When I come back and I have stories, I will, I will share them with y'all. You'll have to. You'll, I'm pretty you'll excited. absolutely have to. And I'm pretty excited. You'll have to sneak me in, like you know. I wear all black, but it's generally splattered with red and stuff. And you no. Know. See, that's the whole thing. I don't think they would like even with your exit shirt. I don't think they would let you in because there's white stuff on it. Like no, I think I know. they're really strict about the. I do black. own like a straight black button down and black slacks and. Oh, you could just dress like Robert Smith and go in. Hey, I'll put red lipstick on you. Sexy. Can you give me some eyeliner too? <laughs> yeah. My hair is getting big enough. I mean. I know. I'll I'll pick it out. I'll give you the little fro, your little Jew fro. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Slayer needs a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. 
It's so getting, good. Getting so fucking good. bad. So, Steve, you, uh, from my understanding, is you were actually someone that contributed to the votes. Because for people who aren't really familiar with the XBiz Awards or the AVN Awards, it's similar to the, we call them our Oscars. The porn industry calls them our Oscars. Because um, they basically are. Because it's, uh, from my understanding, is there's like a sheet of paper of, performances for the year and then people go around and do like preliminary votes and then those get to something else and then how exactly does that work since you were like a voter yeah yeah well i I ran the committee or co-ran the committee uh for a few years and uh since i left avian in 2013 i've been contributing uh Mm -hmm. on the awards committee it's actually pretty interesting not a lot of people know this not that it's not uh that this is like a state secret or anything but it's just you know we tell quid pro quo type deal yeah. Um, but just so people know, you know, it, it definitely is the Oscars of porn, you know, it, talking about the AVN Awards specifically. Yeah. They've been around 30, over 30 years, you know, it started, mm-hmm. company started in our founder's uh, dorm room at Temple University in Philly. And it basically <laughs> just started when the home video revolution happened and people yeah. didn't have to go to a theater to actually watch porn and they could watch it on their VCR, which was like this amazing new technology. Uh, a lot of space in video stores got devoted to porn. Mm-hmm. So, and there was no information about it. It was like this burgeoning home entertainment industry. And uh, the founder of AVN, Paul Fishbein, decided to start a business-to-business B2B magazine that would go to all the video stores to inform them about all the new releases. So that's kind of... So AVN uh, started as a newsletter and then became this magazine to inform all the video stores that were carrying all this adult product about all the new releases because it didn't exist before. Uh, And then obviously the industry just grew and grew and they started the AVN Awards, which are now on Showtime. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, the AVN Awards that took place this January are going to be on Showtime next month. So everyone should check the, their local listings for that. I'm sure they'll be promoting it a lot. Very cool. Um, you can totally see Draven Star walking the red carpet. Yes. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes you it. can see me on the AVN. Sometimes you can't. It it uh it depends. I mean, I've been there every year the past few years, but I've had fr- I've had years where friends have been like, oh, I saw you on Showtime, and then other ones like, oh, I didn't see you. Were you not there? And I'm like, bitch, do you know how many fucking porn stars go to AVN? All of them. Yeah, literally all of them. Right. Except for a couple, but yeah, almost all of them. Fun yeah. fact, folks, you will never see me at the AVNs. Never. He'll be there, but you won't see him. I will, I, I award the award show like the plague oh, every the award, year. Yeah, the award show, yeah. <laughs> like, so while everyone else is, you know, accepting awards for best DP and other shit, I get really drunk and make poor mistakes. <laughs> that's like, true. Th- that's why I almost got married to three years ago was, you know, getting really really drunk during the avns and yeah i mean that's a whole other podcast unto itself i think we well we mentioned that a couple episodes back didn't we brought we? it up but we'll, we'll have a whole podcast dedicated to that <laughs> what are but, we gonna um, fly my ex-fiance in we can call her on skype oh boy eh, maybe she'll shoot again at some point and, you know she probably will <laughs> we'll make it happen so but started from there yeah yeah and the, and the awards went a long way towards really towards legitimizing the industry 
um, because I, you know, a lot of people still think that it's kind of like the seedy underground thing. Oh God, yeah. Um, you know, a in lot some of, respects it is. In some respects it is, but the Avian Awards went to show that this is a legitimate business that mm-hmm. the people that are in it can be proud of, and you know, just like it's called the other Hollywood for a reason. I mean, at the core of it, these are people making films, they're making movies, and there should be awards. Uh, so that was kind of like the genesis of it, and just became this this huge thing uh, every January in Vegas. So back to your initial question of yeah. kind of like we see the end product on Showtime and it's glitzy and glamorous, but what goes into yeah? Because there's there's so many like there's probably like a hundred pornos filmed every single day, and then to take all those pornos and there then take thousands. them like in the yeah, and then take them into the you know, between this date of sh- of production and this date of production, like take all those movies within a year span. Right. And then, I mean, do you guys watch all, like how, because there's so, there's thousands and thousands and thousands of porno movies put out. How are you guys able to even view them all, see them all, rate them all, right. vote on, like how? Yeah, how? yeah, it's, it's a titanic task that really is kind of inhuman the amount of porn that everyone on the committee has to watch because even when you get to the when you announce the nominees there's still like 10 right 10 person yeah 10 10 people per category and there's like what 45 categories some shit Uh, a lot more there used to be over 100 now there's you know considerably less uh, just because there's just less product and certain right. categories became obsolete or, you know, whatever. Um, but basically... Oh, man, I miss Best Laser Disc. <laughs> I do, too. Hey, actually. I was unsung, I was nominated for Unsung Starlet of the Year one time, and that doesn't exist anymore. That, that's right. That's right. Aww. Um, and there are reasonings why certain things like that, because that is a category we could still have, but there's reasons why we don't. Well, I used to call it the Christina Ricci Award, and I think girls would get butthurt. They're like, oh, so I'm famous for being no one cares about me. <laughs> You know, yeah, still nominated, bitch. I know. Well, yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, "Fucking, I'm unsung as fuck, bitch." Fucking Steve and his cohorts recognized you, absolutely. So, so yeah. basically, this is how it works in a nutshell. Uh, Avian every month reviews a lot of movies, and oh, they have, yeah, they have that, yeah, the, it, like a, almost like a billboard. Well, list. yeah, it's 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 a it's you know, Avian is a print magazine and a website. It's a mm-hmm. monthly print magazine and a website. So each month, in print and online, they publish reviews of movies. So what the re- it's up to each reviewer to prenom or prenominate um, whatever they feel we should take into consideration for the awards from the movies that they review. So uh, let's say I watch a you know a movie from a certain company and I love this guy's acting performance. I love this girl's oral sex scene. I make a note of that that we revisit later in the year, which is the whole prenom process. So okay. that that comes from the in-house reviewers and freelance reviewers, and we leave it up to the companies and the stars and other people working professionals in the industry to prenom movies. And basically all that does, it's not a nomination. It's basically just something to say, hey, you should consider this. Mm-hmm. Because of the sheer amount of product that you have to watch, I've only seen a, everyone has only seen a super small fraction right. of all those. So we kind of leave it up to the industry also to say, the prenom is basically like, hey, you should look at this. You should consider this for that specific category. So we get this, all these prenoms together in a, in a massive book. Every category, all the stuff that we've not pre-nominated in-house, the freelancers and the companies. We get a massive book. And basically when we start the committee, now this is a committee, uh, this is before the nominations come out. There's mm-hmm. two rounds to this basically, or two steps the first step is to, no, is to narrow down the pre-nominations into the nominees. 
Then when you have the final list of nominees, we expand the voting pool out to other freelancers and other reviewers, guys from like uh, XRent or uh, XCritic.com, AdultDVDTalk.com. Uh, people that are, you know, that watch have watched the movies and that are, are, you know, part of the industry and at least as reviewers or knowledgeable obs observers. Um, so we have a small uh, select committee that basically it's it's about ten people or so, kind of fluctuates. Uh, that's made up of AVN editors and freelancers that come and meet in a conference room for weeks on end. Usually, it takes about a month or so to narrow down the pre-nominations to the nominations. And basically how it works is each person will get a couple categories. Everyone can kind of pick what they particularly like. Uh, so, you know, I'll pick, uh, you know, interracial or big boobs or girl, girl or mm -hmm. features parody, whatever it is. I'll grab a couple categories and I'll go down the list. Now, some of these categories, like let's say for, let's say boy, girl, sex scene, there are pages and pages, so, so, pages, so many. hundreds, basically. Well, how many boy girl sex scenes are there a year? Fuck. God, I mean, so the yeah, most. thousands upon thousands upon thousands. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I got one year. I got nominated for next for next for best. I'm sorry for best boy boy girl, and I almost shit myself because even those scenes are so many of them that get put out every single year. There are tons. It's and we tell the companies, incredible. look, don't you can't nominate everything. Really nominate the cream of the crop, you know. We we can't we can't waste time seeing everything. Yeah. Um, but we do see everything um, on, on the same token. So I'll go through. Everyone will start with a couple categories and narrow it down. So I'll eliminate half or three quarters. Then I'll pass those categories to another judge who will go off. You know what I want to keep in, and they'll uh, eliminate more. Uh, and then we'll say, okay, we have 25. We need to get it down to 15. And then we'll all sit in the conference room on a big screen, watch the movies. Wow. And yeah. So rest assured, if you are nominated for an AVN award or pre-nominated, you pre-nominated stuff for an award, people have seen it. Yeah. We watch everything. As crazy as that sounds, we, we have to be that thorough, mm -hmm. you know, because um, we take it, all the judges take it super seriously. Um, so that's kind of how it goes down. You know, we kind of whittle it down each individually. And then once we've whittled it down to like, we can't cut anymore, we all meet together that's so at crazy, AVN that's... headquarters and say, okay, I'm fighting for this. This has to be in. Someone yeah. else is going to pick. No, this has, this scene has to be in. And then we just kind of go through it and take a vote and consensus wins basically. That is so crazy. Cause that's pretty much like from, from what I've read um, in, in magazines and things like that, from my understanding, that's pretty much the exact same way they do the Oscars, the Grammys, anything else like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a few months long process because the pre-nom process from the pre-noms to the noms is like about a month, a little over a month. Then when we have the nominees, then we have to vote for the winners. And that's uh, about, we usually announce the nominees. Yeah, around, how does that happen? We usually announce the nominees around Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. then you got to vote for the yeah, winners. Yeah, because isn't the cutoff around September? Uh, September 30th, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's yeah. like you can't, anything that comes out past that time. Right, right. So it is, it is basically a full calendar year that we're going back. Right. You know, um, and now we've opened up a lot of the major categories too. So it used to be just DVDs. You had to have a physical product. It had to come out on a DVD and be distributed by at least 10 distributors and be in 100 retail stores. 
because you can't just have like some independent movie that no one that yeah. got no distribution support you know. independent porn god damn it <laughs> you know what a lot of these companies are all independent when you really think about it mm-hmm. it's just it's all independent filmmakers i know but Thanks. Um, but thanks for shitting yeah, on my joke. He just, wants, joke. To, just, he just wants to yell. <laughs> of course, I've of been course. silent for too long. Of course, I just <laughs> need to yell on the mic. Um, but uh, yeah, so now we've opened up as the industry's changed, and you know, DVD sales are down. There's less actual physical product, um, and as adult retail stores have closed or been zoned out of you know city centers and stuff, and scaled down the amount of adult product they can carry because they have to carry, there has to be a product mix of adult and non-adult product depending on the zoning. Um, we've opened a lot of the categories up to uh, just web scenes. Mm-hmm. So all the stuff you see on Naughty America and Brazzers and Porn Pros and Which all has got to open up the voting pool Which and the nominee ju- pool like exponentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, there's always, you have to evolve with the times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a whole separate retail category section, a whole online award section. Um, so yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty intense process, but, uh, everyone takes it real seriously. And, uh, you know, there's, there's always people that are going to complain and, uh, and all that. And God knows we, we've heard it all. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I was fucking robbed. But, uh, you know, I think it's, it's cool that it's cool explaining stuff like this because a lot of people don't know and then when they realize how many people it takes to do this how legitimate it is that we've seen everything they're all like oh yeah okay we get it now so it's kind of nice to be able to tell people fuck yeah hey steve what was your favorite scene of last year oh boy that is a good question um there are so many swirling around my perverted brain right now uh, I'm trying to think of one. You know, for me, I, I'm I'm jaded at this point because well, I, obviously, you know, I've seen more porn than uh, I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you know, so anything with an with an uh, advanced degree of difficulty, because I've seen so many great like boy girl scenes, or there's a great c- connection and chemistry, and and you know, just sexy as shit. But so any other degree of difficulty, whether we're adding more dudes or more challenging location or anything that's around the sex and not the sex itself, I think is kind of cool. So um, like odd locations and yeah, yeah. You know, costumes, like just anything that makes it a little different than just a regular scene because the regular scenes are just, they're everywhere. So like, so what? You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, anything that's kind of unique or different, that's why one of my favorite categories, and definitely the group's favorite category to vote on, is most outrageous sex scene. Oh yeah, that's, because that's those fun. are great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like the most fun we have. Like we hold it towards the end where everyone's like beaten down and just all right, let's get it over with because everyone's just like picks up the energy of the room. And there are, I mean, when we talk about outrageous, I've I've heard of. I mean, even looking wow. at the nominees for most outrageous. Sex Why are you scene, playing I've with seen, yourself while you talk about I'm, this? I'm adjusting my tits, man. It happens. I gotta put, stick them back in, in their holster. Um, uh huh. But I have seen a girl get fucked while doing flesh suspensions. Yes. Um, yes. I have my homegirl got fucked by a tree one year. Interesting. That was like a Cleo, dude in a tr- Cleo, Cleo in Evil Head. She got fucked by a tree. Okay, so it was a dude in a tree costume. No, it was it was a tree that they built, and they had branches that had like dildos on them, and there was people like like puppeteering the tree branches from off camera, like going like the, and like fucking her. 
So it wasn't a dude in a tree costume. It was people like puppeteering a tree to fuck her. Dude, she didn't win, and I was like, I don't even know how that happened. Do you remember what movie that was? Evil, Evil Head. Head. Evil Head. Which okay. I just totally got called out on for not watching, apparently. I mean, I it's weird for me to watch like some of my like homegirls porn. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't well, really I mean, watch I, like my homegirls. Sure. In all reality, I don't watch any scenes with people I know in real life. Yeah, pretty much. But if <laughs> um if something's I like, don't, good, I'm I'll I'll like you know someone says they get nominated for something like when this year because um this past AVN Cleo Valentine won for best supporting actress for uh Batman versus Superman right. parody which was incredible, amazing, super proud of her, crazy deserved it. But I didn't really watch it until like after I found out she was nominated and granted I didn't watch the movie, but I did like scan through and like watch her performance, which was amazing and she totally deserved it. It was great. Absolutely. You know? Super talented. But, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I don't really like, yeah. Yeah, jo- Joanna's always good for a few uh, most outrageous noms. Oh, now, yeah, I, don't, sure. I don't know if this is true because, but I I have heard and I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that most outrageous sex scene was one of the um, categories that was made up because Joanna started putting out like triple exorcist and repenetrator and stuff like that. And they just didn't really know what else to do with it. I don't know if that's hmm. true. I don't, but know, I don't even actually. remember who I heard that from. I'm not sure. But I heard that they came out with most outrageous sex scene for repenetrator because it won most outrageous sex scene. So interesting, and that movie came out a long time ago. So yeah. I don't know if that's like true or if that's a thing. If one of y'all wants to get on Google and find that out for me, that's cool. Don't know. I think Slayer's doing. I was speaking to the listeners, but I think Slayer's doing it right now. But <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just it's so fucking. I love the most outrageous yeah. sex scene. That's probably my favorite uh, one outside of female performer of the year, just because I really hope it's one of my homegirls right. every single time. I, w- I always told them we should charge admission when we screen the most outrageous scenes because Dude, it's, it's yeah. like the most, it literally it's like one of my favorite days of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's know? like there's Disneyland, like, there's most outrageous sex I, scene know, day. I set the bar really high for that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So it's, it's just, I want to be, some of the winners in the past are just blown truly away. Truly outrageous. Like not like, like straight up gem, like truly outrageous. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> No, the first most outrageous sex screen was Depraved Fantasies in 1995. Oh, well, that's even better. I like that. Depraved Fantasies. Who was in it? Debbie Diamond, Bianca, and Tammy Ann. Right. And then in 1996, Private Video Magazine 20, Sex Under the Eiffel Tower. Shit, you think they really See? went to Paris? See, porn had money back then. They probably legit went to Paris. Yeah, they're like, right. that's right. We're fucking in public in Paris, yo. <laughs> Fuck. See, it used to be stuff like that was considered outrageous. Yeah. Now the definition has totally. What just won? What changed. won this past year? Let's let's scroll up since you're on the on the Wikipedia. I am on the Wikipedia. We support what, Wikipedia here. What won? What won this year for most outrageous sex scene? Oh God man, yeah, you you have to look that up. Everyone asks me, and I'm always like, I've seen. I just can't. Dude, distinguish. I, I, I go to the awards every year. I don't fucking know. Why does the wiki only have till 2009? What the f- Oh, there we go. Uh, 20 through 2016. 33. Don't remember. I, I'll tell you my favorite outrageous one. I'm not sure if it won, but it was uh, Tommy Pistol. And, <laughs> it's always Tommy. Uh, I think it was Veruca James and a couple other people. It was for uh, a, a Aiden Riley Evil Angel okay. movie, yeah, and uh, it was like a milk type scene. So Tommy, it won that one. Nightmare for the Dairy Council won. Nightmare for the Dairy Council. There we go. There we go. Go over 
Veruca. I love her so uh, much. It doesn't list Veruca in it. It says Leah Lexis Tommy Pistol. Oh, Leah Lexis. Oh, look at you, Javis. I thought Veruca was in it. May- I could be wrong. I mean, if it was boy, girl, girl, and they just omitted our girl Veruca. Boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was. Yep. Fuck you, Wikipedia. Fuck you. I think she actually, another, I'll get back to the the dairy nightmare for the dairy council one but yeah. veruca had another nomination in that category where she, where tommy and again with tommy uh was was uh, duct taped to a wall mm-hmm. elevated duct taped to a wall and she was just giving him a blowjob which was just it was That's just rad. pretty cool it wasn't just like one duck he was like super no, he had to have been like duct taped and couldn't do anything and it was you know it was pretty cool um so the nightmare for the dairy council one tommy basically <laughs> he Pinched the the foreskin of his dick above his head of the above the head of his dick and put milk in it. Okay. And the girls were dressed as cats and had to, and he would like feed them like this was their milk bowl out of the. Oh, out of his okay, penis. that's cool. And some other like milk enema play and all that other stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool. It was just inventive. Yeah, I bet those bitches made them use almond milk. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or soy soy milk. <laughs> yeah, you can always count on Tommy for at least a couple. Most outrageous. Uh, oh, dude, he's soy milk is incredible. Thing, right? No, I prefer almond milk. That's why I said that. Okay, Tommy yeah. is incredible. He is. He's just so versatile in everything. Like he's hilarious. He For can sure. be like really dominant. He can just be like a goofy younger brother. Like I have done multiple scenes, multiple movies with Tommy. Even movies where I haven't done a scene with him, but I've been in the movie with him and I've been like around when they're shooting. It is. He's so funny. Right. It's it's so hard sometimes to like keep a straight face. When I did band sluts, um, I did my scene. The one that I got nominated for was with uh, Danny Wilde when he was still performing and right. Tommy Pistol. And Tommy and Joanna were like in this band, so Tommy was like trying to be like funny rock star kind of thing. He kept calling Coachella Coachello, but it was like a talent show that everybody showed up to and I was like running the talent show like at a college and he thought it was Coachella like and Danny Wilde so he's like acting like he's like some famous celebrity and I'm like having to keep a straight face and then Danny Wilde comes out of nowhere talking about feminist finger puppets and he's like acting the shit out with his hands like this woman is masturbating he's like doing like a V and then like rubbing his finger around like the tips of his fingers and that's like masturbation with these feminist finger puppets and then i had to sex them both and keep a straight face i was like oh my god those finger puppets are so profound like i just (laughs) van damme and that i'm glad that that scene got nominated because that shit was fucking funny (laughs) tommy is he's just so good in everything you put him in well i mean there's a reason tommy gets mainstream work and a lot of it oh yeah yeah, He's a fucking talent. I got calls from my, you know, civilian friends when he hosted the AVN Awards on Showtime. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Who's who is this guy? He's a porn. He looks like an an average guy. You mm-hmm. know, he's not like a muscle. He's like dad. the everyman. He's porn like star. the everyman porn star who just happens to be insanely talented. But he did like this whole song and dance number when he was hosting the AVN Awards, and people were like, who "It was who great. Is this guy. It was great. Yeah, I loved it. I wouldn't know. I know, but I would. Yeah, it was awesome." Shout out to Tommy. What oh, up, Tommy? I've heard good things. I heard good things. Was <laughs> blind drunk. It was a good time. Well, was that 2015? Yes. Because Joanna just hosted 2016. Oh, I have no idea where I was drunk that year. You were there. I remember seeing Oh, no, I was but, there. Yeah, but I was you working. Weren't, you but, weren't like there, there. I mean, the, the award show starts. I disappeared to start drinking. Mm-hmm. 
the other thing I, I wanted to mention real quick that a lot of people don't know is that once we have the nominees, 15 nominees in each category for the most part, sometimes there's 10 or less depending on the output. What, yeah, like which one it is. Um, it's a weighted voting system. So we don't just pick the winners. If there's 15 nominees, the most uh, are the winner, our favorite, the one we pick that to win, gets 15, then 14, then 13, then 12 points. So it's all ranked. So oh. it's not like you're just picking the winner or the top three. You're watching everything in that category and ranking them. So, you know, you could pick something three that only gets three points, but if other people rank it first, they get it gets fifteen, yeah. and it's just the cumulative score That's straight so cool. up. So, so for many all of you, take two, oh, yeah. So for all of you girls on Twitter that get really mad that you haven't gotten nominated for anything, maybe you should just step your game up. I always tell all the girls I know and all the companies. Shoot, not shoot pre- your scene. No, pre-nominate yourself. We yeah. open it out, out to everyone, you know, because we'll get complaints afterwards like, oh, I thought my scene, this scene won, but I thought this other scene that I shot was so much better. Why didn't you guys nominate that? Well, you probably should have pre-nominated and we would have looked at it and compared the two. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. and I feel that, and I feel as a, as a, as a female like, performer, um, I personally try to shoot like every scene like this is the last scene I'm going to shoot or like this is going to be like the best scene in my life because I mean you never know and the fact that I mean like obviously you can't control like your co-star stuff like that a lot of the time you know chemistry but um, if uh, you know you can have like a really good scene and it not get uh, nominated but you have a scene that's like lesser that did get nominated. Like maybe you had better um, chemistry with the other person that you right. thought was better, but maybe you were just a better performer in this scene. So I right. feel like for a lot of girls, especially if, like if you get booked a lot, I think it's a little easier. Or if you get like kind of comfortable in shooting, it's a little easier. Just kind of be like, oh, it's a show. Uh, uh, uh. But like if you like give right. it your all. And you know, part you know, of it also is like, you know, just picking a name out there like saying like best anal scene like uh you know riley reed mm-hmm. she shot a hundred anal scenes yeah, she last shot year all the anal scenes, you yeah. know so, Every last so one. it's kind of just pick one they're all great yep <laughs> you know what i mean so it's it's there's a lot of that too but you know some people will say like oh i had i had the flu that day why did you guys award them like could have fooled us it was fucking yeah, awesome right? <laughs> like oh you look great with the flu bitch you know? why are you complaining yeah, exactly. you look skinny so yeah i want to make sure i I said that because we're not just picking the winners we're ranking everything that's so cool because see i didn't i didn't know that i figured it would be like i didn't know if it was i honestly i didn't even know you know but that's that's really interesting how they do it like that because then it really isn't like a boys club and who's the most popular it's really like even if you don't like a bitch and nobody else likes a bitch but she did a good job you know that's that's what's up look it's it's you know there have been people over the years that complain like oh it's all about politics oh it's all fixed it's all that i can unequivocally say at least for the years that i was there and that i was part of it i mean i'm sure some shit happened you know in previous years uh possibly i don't know but while i was there it's all legit it's no one got paid in blowjobs. No one got paid. No one, you yeah. know. Um, all the blowjobs were free. But, you know, ultimately the bottom line is it's all subjective. It's all about people's tastes. It's all, it's just like any other movie that mm-hmm. people love or hate or whatever. Um, I'm going to love certain girls. Other people will hate them. It's, you know, so it all kind of like evens out because everyone brings their 
personal preferences to the table. Right. But ultimately, you have the most points, you win, period, end of discussion. Very cool. Awesome. Very cool. So as, um, you know, you've been around a porn, a lot of porn, all the porn stars. Sure. People like everybody knows you. What was it like the first time you were on a porn set? Can we can we rewind to to little baby Javers? This this is actually a funny story, um, and I'm going to try to uh, tell it the right way and do it justice. Because previously, this was in 2006 uh, when I moved out here. Um, I had never been on a movie set, porn or otherwise, and uh, I had a friend in the industry. I had just moved out and started working for XBiz. Uh, I had a friend who worked for. A company that I shall remain nameless right now, but its uh, initials are ZT. And uh, <laughs> why not just fucking say it? Like, you, you, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be a little playful and a little coy. You know, give me. Give so me a little to any, you're, you're being coy to civilians right now. And that's the only person you're being coy with. You might as well tell our civilian audience what the fuck you're talking about because anyone who's in the know knows what ZT means. Right. So this company Zero Tolerance, uh, which still exists to this day and I'm sure produces some fine Matt smut. has zero tolerance for bullshit right now. <laughs> so, no, I'm just, like, I don't want to leave out like our non-in-the-know anyway. audience. We're here, to, we're here to name names, you know. That's exactly right. right. All the names. So I was a little, you know, I was 25 years old at the time. I hadn't been on a, a porn set or a movie set or, or anything really. And uh, my friend invited me. He said it was this. He really sold it. Uh, so I had a friend who worked for Zero Tolerance. One of the only people I knew when I moved out to L.A. and started working in the business. He really sold it. We have this super high-end location. It's at this mansion. And there's going to be all these people there. And it's going to be the super glamorous blah, blah, blah. So I, he built it up, and I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm rolling out to, like, this amazing high-end shoot. And I kind of sort of knew what to expect, having watched enough porn in my life. So I'm like, okay, we're going to a real, the real deal. This isn't going to be in a motel room somewhere, you know. Yeah, right. And I'm holding the light. Uh, <laughs> that job sucks. <laughs> you're, really. you're, holding, <laughs> you're just holding the reflector because you showed up. Right. <laughs> holding exactly. the reflector, holding the boom. That job sucks. Yeah, we need an extra body. Come. No, I don't yeah. think it sucks. It's holding the sea light. <laughs> holding the sea light. It's got to be the worst job. Yes. It, they all suck. Like just <laughs> standing there like this, fucking just holding shit for you know multiple takes when people can't get their lines right. Sucks. Right. So learn I had, your lines, bitches. <laughs> I had met a few porn stars before but i had never been to their place of employment so we get we roll up i roll up to this mansion right and i'm using air quotes when i say mansion because it was definitely not a mansion <laughs> it was some like ranch style house in the valley i get buzzed in by the security and i see like a bunch of big trucks and big cars with like huge rims on them so i'm like okay and like custom paint jobs and all this stuff so i'm like okay all right cool I walk into the house and I don't see anyone there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? So I walk out to this um, back patio and no one's there. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I walk upstairs and check in the bedroom. Like, no one's here. Meanwhile, there are like 20 cars in the street. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? So you're just like yeah, wandering I'm through like, this house. You don't know I who's got, there. You don't know who owns it, but you just pulled up to this house and you're just wandering through. I'm like, I got buzzed in. <laughs> So okay. I know so there has someone, to be someone is there. there. Someone is present at the residence somewhere. Right. Like maybe in a bunker in the basement. Who fucking so knows? I go up to a bedroom 
and it's overlooking this huge, it's actually a pretty big ass backyard. And I see about 30 people in the backyard with grills going and a DJ spinning in the backyard. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I go back outside and I get a little closer. I'm thinking this is going to, I'm thinking, you know, like Brianna Banks, Jenna Jameson, Vivid Girl, like, you know, a whole team of, of makeup artists and hair people and catering and all this. And I go outside and every performer is a BBW. And uh, yes. it's obviously an, an ethnic shoot. What does BBW mean, Steve? Big, beautiful woman. Bountiful, yeah. beautiful women. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So I go out there and my friend's like, oh, yeah, uh, that shoot you thought you were going to? Welcome to All Dat Ass, the Orgy 7. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was so it I'm wait? Like, was it still zero tolerance, or was it like black market? I think it was black, black ice. Market? I think oh, it was black, black ice. ice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's their ethnic, oh, that's ethnic so line. Cool. So I'm walking around, and I mean, these are some big women, yeah. not just like you know thick cuties, like yeah. big ass yeah. girls. Like, oh my god, they had a DJ playing in the backyard. They're barbecuing. So oh, because it was it was all that ass seven the barbecue. So it was <gasps> like a backyard barbecue party. Right? Oh my god! So it gets. So better. did you get some good ribs? <laughs> they were pretty goddamn good. Yes, I have, I have to I say, bet. I I give more of a fuck about the catering than I do about the porn. <laughs> I have to say, so so I was like, you know, look, I, I'm from New York City. I'm not easily shell shocked, and I was like, whoa, I was like totally out of my element. Yeah. So <laughs> we're hanging out, and everyone's partying, getting drunk, and and eating like eating before an orgy. Like everyone's eating ribs and pulled pork Dude, and if big only. beans. If and fucking only I would kill to be a, like if I was blessed with that body I would be rocking it if I was a BBW that I wish I fucking wish bro. it was pretty impressive I, if you talk to Johnny just keep like shoveling food in you I mean you could get there if you really no, want no because I wouldn't no because a BBW is different than like a girl with my build that just gains a bunch of weight that's more like a, right. a feeder feedy it's it a was, different fetish. I will just say this. It wasn't, and I'm not talking shit on any uh, BBW out there. I love me some BBWs, but these girls were like some, like it looked like anatomically impossible that they existed. That's <laughs> like, so fucking hot. It, I mean, it was really, it was really something I, else. I mean, way back in the day, I once saw a porn called Scale Bustin' Hose. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. So yeah, it was like that. It was like that. Yeah. So we're all back there. I and love like, it. When, when is this going to get going? Like an orgy, there's going to be a lot of stopping and starting and positioning. And yeah. all this. this is not like a simple boy-girl scene. So they're waiting on someone. They're waiting for another performer to show up who's, you know, one of the, one of the guys. Like we're waiting for this one of, the, one of the guys. You know, everyone's running late. Um, this guy shows up and everyone's kind of like migrated into like this big sunken living room where they have different couches and areas where they're, everything, all the action's going to go down. This dude... There, the, the final dude shows up, and I, I, I can say his name is, is Wesley Pipes. Oh, I remember And him. Wesley shows up in a bulletproof vest. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the dudes who, kn- who knew him is like, yo, why are you wearing a bulletproof vest, man? And he's like, yo, for real, though, if anyone hears anything, it wasn't me, but motherfuckers is trying to kill me. What? So the director, Mike Quasar... Oh God! Walks over to him, <laughs> and, and he's like, "And Mike, and Mike, Yo. you know, is like overhearing the conversation." Mike Quasar. First of all, I just want to interject right here. Mike Quasar is fucking batshit. I love any one of his sets is guaranteed 
probably the most entertaining set you'll ever be on. That motherfucker is so funny. He is the single most hilarious human in porn. He has to be. For sure. He has to be. So it gets even better. So Quasar overhears this, and he's like, you know you can't wear that during the scene, right? Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like there's a sniper out yeah. back waiting for him to take his bulletproof so vest. I, I'll just start boning somehow. I shit you not. Wesley's like, well, you're going to close the blinds, right? Like some sniper is outside seeing through the window. <laughs> I'm not shooting at him already. Like, oh, oh my no. god. Wait, so here's so here's the capper to this. So the orgy gets going. Long story short, orgy gets going. I've never been and I've been like in a men's locker room before, like a crowded men's locker room after like a basketball game and stuff. There is a unique fragrance. To an orgy. To an orgy. Yeah. But but to an orgy that takes place right after an outdoor barbecue. That is uh, a smell. Uh, you know, yeah. I can't quite describe it. That the, the mixture of human byproducts, sweat and and sex juices and yeah. all these different things. Ness. Wow. Wow. I yeah. can you you know, you can't re- remember smells, but I remember that it just smell. stuck with you. you so know, it's it'll funny. haunt you I to the a, end of I will, days. I will. I have a smell that sticks with me too, and I will tell that story after you finish yours. Right. So the end of the story, everyone's fucking, and this is. I mean, there's like twenty people, twenty plus people. Guys are being like tagged in and out, like like tag team WWE style, in and out. And what, uh, I forget the dude who was doing this, but you know there were a bunch of people on this couch, but the couch had like kind of high legs to it. So they're really going at it. A leg breaks on the couch. And it's kind of like high up. A leg breaks on the couch and the couch slams on the ground. Swear to God, it sounded like a gunshot. Everyone stopped what they were doing and ducked. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of the scene, Quasar was like, cut, cut. We're keeping that in BTS, though. (laughs) That's so good. So that was my uh, introduction to an actual porn shoot. And uh, my life has never been the same since. And I, as exciting as this all sounds, I never really wanted to go to another porn set in my life because I'm like, nothing can top that. No, nothing's, no, gonna nothing's top that. ever going to. Everything else is going to be so vanilla. Like, yeah. Like, oh. Be like, but did someone show up with a bulletproof vest on? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be like two beautiful people fucking. Like, yeah, uh, it's going to be all pretty. And there won't be barbecue. I promise no, you. No, there will not, there will be, not barbecue. be barbecue. I have never been on a porn set with barbecue. Seriously. If you have a porn set with barbecue on, I will work for free they if it's good barbecue. They don't exist except for that one. I will say, I have we'll a similar stench story like mm-hmm. that. Um, we were shooting, this is probably, this is many, many, many moons ago. Um, we were shooting Joanna's Angels 3. And we shot pretty much the entire movie within this within this tattoo shop. And it was a really tiny tattoo shop. And it was like somewhere in like the hood or something. So... They had like those those overhead doors, like those giant metal doors. So we had to close that or else people would try and come in the shop because like that was the only way they knew they were closed. So we had to keep that closed. We had to keep the back door closed. We had to keep everything closed. And it was like it was like June or July or something. Um, so we um, or something like that. So it was like ridiculously hot. And then we had to clo- basically close up the entire shop. So there's no windows. No doors, no circulation. Everything is cut up. So yeah, so the whole cl- the whole shop is just closed up, and there's like 
the the entire cast, the crew, the lighting people, the makeup artists, the hairstylists, everything. So there's so many people because we had extras. Like there were so many people in this really, really tiny tattoo shop. And we were limited with time because there was only so many days the shop could stay closed to the public, you know. Um, <clears throat> so we're shooting and we're shooting and shooting. We're kind of behind schedule. So Joanna takes two of the extras or whatever and sends them out to get food. She's like, you know, just go to the fucking Kroger, Ralph's, whatever was closest. I don't even know. You know, go go get some food for uh, the, the for the set. Usually... Porno craft service tables are like a veggie platter, stuff for sandwiches, hard-boiled eggs, fruit, basically stuff that's not going to fill you up or bloat you, and they're not. It's not going to give you like bad breath so much, you know. And there's usually mints, douches, stuff like that around. I'm really happy the last set I worked on that they made me go out and buy hamburgers. Well, yeah, and see, and or there's like El Pollo Loco, like that that grilled chicken shit, you know. Like it depends, but. You know, usually it's kind of stuff that isn't going to bloat you or make your breath smell super bad or just like f- basically fuck up the scene. So Joanna sends these two dudes out while we're finishing dialogue, finishing up other scenes, whatever. We break for dinner and the scene that I was to shoot with um, Andy Zandimas and Coco Velvet was after we were done eating. These two motherfuckers come back with like fried chicken, potato salad, macaroni salad, all of this shit, which is basically a no go on porno sets. Right. So I saw I saw there was a little bit of salad. So that's what I ate because I'm like, yo, I'm fitting to share a dick with these two other broads. I'm not doing that. So whatever. Everybody eats. Everybody relaxes. We get set up. We start doing the the. The blow bang, or kind of a reverse blow bang, because there was three of us and there was one dick. Um, and so it was like clockwise. It was like Coco Velvet at like three o'clock, me at six o'clock, and then Annie Sandimas at like nine o'clock surrounding Brian Street Team's dick. And we're all fucking taking turns and all this stuff. And then at one point, because Coco and Andy had eaten the fried chicken and i'm sorry y'all if this oh, embarrasses i know what's coming thing. Oh, they shit. had eaten the fried chicken and then andy when we were, all of our faces were very close to each other and we're all sharing the same dick andy burps right and i just back the fuck i just back up real quick but coco didn't so she's like your burp got in my mouth and it tastes like a dead thing. <laughs> like, oh, shit. So they're like basically, they're like almost puking in their hands. And fucking poor Brian Street team is like, is, is it my dick? Because I ate pineapple all day yesterday. So it would be nice for you guys. What a gentleman. <laughs> Yo, he tried. He tried. Brian Street team is a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, we like, we went to get like frozen yogurt and he got like all this fruit and he showed it to me. He's like, I know you're working with me, girl. Tomorrow, check this out. I care about you. It's like, thanks. But yeah, so she like <laughs> pukes. So Andy pukes into Coco's mouth. Or she burps. And then Coco pukes. That's what happened. <laughs> Andy burps her fried chicken burp into Coco's mouth. Coco is like, oh, my God, it, it tastes like death. And then she turns around and just, like, pukes. And then we all had to stop and, like, mouthwash and brush teeth and all this stuff. Because we still had to continue on with the blow bang. And then See, after that, we all had to, shit, like, snowball been... it. We all, all after that, we all had to, like, snowball it to each other. And I swear to God, he came in Coco's mouth. Coco passed it to me. 
I passed it to Andy and then I was out of the seat. I was like, yo, it smells like fried chicken and shame and I cannot have that in my <laughs> mouth anymore. <laughs> and, it was, and to this day, that scent of her burp and Coco going, it tastes like something dead. is just like forever emblazoned into my brain. It's so crazy. So this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Popeye's. Yeah, no, well, it wasn't Popeye's. It was like it was like some. They went to like a grocery store. Way to derail the joke. Well, I mean, if it was a Popeye's, I'd have been like Louisiana fast. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how all those smells you remember are never the good smells. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's never always the good. worst, Ryan. most traumatic. Smell. No, it's never like fresh moss after a rain. It's always like a fried chicken burp in some girl's <laughs> mouth. I, I vividly remember my ex girlfriend smelling like vanilla. Oh, do you light a candle and think about it? Do you listen to that stain song when you think about her? Do you still remember just the way she tastes? Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We hit a sore spot, apparently. (laughs) I just had nothing. I just had fucking nothing. No, no, no. no, I I, I, was too busy dreaming about it. No, no. I I resolved that last year in fucking nothing but tears and like confusion. So. Like, oh, yeah, that's why we broke up. (laughs) Such a bad scene. King of them. King of the bad scene. King of the bad scene. You're the king of so much, Slayer. You really are. That's true. It is a large kingdom. Yeah, totally mystified me when I first met this guy. I'm like, seems like a normal, fairly normal guy, you know? Then you get to know him a little bit, and, you know, he's not the type to really hold back. And after a little while hearing some of the wild stories, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> right? I know. No, I know. Yeah. When I first, because I was saying similar, when I first started hanging out with him, I was like, like, he said like some some crazy shit. And I was like, okay, he's a little out there, but he, he seems cool. Because he's at straight up at the bottom of it. If you need like a solid dude, a real motherfucker, Maddie Slayer is that. But if you also need someone to just carry around a bottle of whiskey and a bunch of guns, he is also that same motherfucker. Yes, exactly. Like, exactly. He's a stand-up dude. But he I will. don't know how that's not mutually <laughs> exclusive. Like what is me carrying a bunch of oh, whiskey? Oh no, no. If anything, it makes you even more of yeah, a stand-up yeah. dude. Like it makes you it makes it even better. But it's just it's just the um the difference between just just meeting you and seeing you in like protector mode, I don't know, maybe it is maybe it does go hand in hand. But just seeing you as like, you know, whatever. And for people who don't know you, yeah, I to think, see you like as Matt Slayer. Cause I mean, you don't I mean, you got like, you know, you glasses, un- unassuming, you're, you're a big dude, yeah, you're but like you're not an unassuming like type of guy though. Yeah. You're you not know. like menacing. Yeah, you're not scary. Uh, apparently to some people I am. I think if someone asked me to describe you like, oh, what kind of guy is Matt? Like who who is he? I'm like, you know. I have no fucking clue how to describe this dude to you. Honestly, it's hard. If you were if you were to ask me to describe Maddie Slayer, I'd be like, he's a big dude with a beard. He likes to drink a lot of whiskey. He eats meat as rare as you'll give it to him. And as much. And and as much. And as much. He will eat more meat than anyone I've ever seen in my whole life. It's actually impressive, not like it, ill gross. It is. But like yeah. Yeah. Someone needs to give this man it's a, a medal. It's a talent. Actually, it is. It side, is. Completely sidebar. Back when I lived in the Midwest, we used to go to this steakhouse called the Prime Quarter. And they had a, it's a one of those steakhouses where you grill your own steak. Okay. And just being a fucking glutton. We I should gra- go to San Diego. They have a place like that in San Diego. Let's do that shit. Road trip. So, yeah. 
Just to be a glutton, I grab the biggest steak they had out of the cooler. I start cooking it. I fucking get back to the table. The waitress comes by and goes, oh, I see you've accepted the prime quarter challenge. You know, if you kill that steak in under an hour. Under an hour? Wait, (laughs) they should have. If there was a (laughs) challenge for you, to be like, you can, if you can do that in 10 minutes, that might have been a challenge. They're like, and you have to get something from the salad bar, eat a baked potato and a piece of toast. And I was halfway through the steak already. I'm like, oh, what? This is a challenge? What? (laughs) So they give you a fucking medal when you win the challenge. I still have multiple medals like at home. <laughs> See, you bitch called it. You bitch called it. This man not doesn't he more than deserves medals. He has been given medals well, for all of that. But I mean like but I mean you're like a real motherfucker but looking at you, I mean you look you do look like menacing cuz you're tall and you're big and stuff. But like outside of that, I don't know. It is hard to describe him. It is, right? It's it hard is. to like in a nutshell. <laughs> You know? There is no nutshell for yeah, Maddie Slayer. It's a no. meat shell, and it's he eats a, yeah. through it. It's in just a constant meat coma, twenty four seven. No, we had him over the other day. We were like, "Yo, bro, like, what are you trying to eat?" He's like, "I don't know, something that had a mother at one point. <laughs> it had a face, hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, hopes and dreams. That was it. Did it have hopes and dreams? <laughs> yeah, the fear adds flavor, yo." Forget it. It's not just the food challenge. Like he will put your restaurant out of business. Yeah. I, I feel like every restaurant should have a Matt Slayer challenge. Like, can you can you handle Maddie Slayer? No, it's like it's like the front desk in Vegas. They see him walk in the door. They're like, no. Now how? Okay, how many times? Because I know it's been at least once that you have drank all of the whiskey, not just all the whiskey in first class or all the whiskey in coach, but all of the whiskey on a plane. On a flight, I know it has happened at least one time. It, it's How happened many times at it happened? least two or three times. The first time I can recall, I have evidence it for the first one. I do have evidence because I got a bitch tell me why I drank all the whiskey on this plane. Text. <laughs> there was that time. There was also the time like when I flew out to Vegas for Tegan Presley's birthday slash my like trying to find a place to live in Vegas. Yeah, we love you, Tegan. We do love yes, you, Tegan. Do. She'll be on at some point. And I drank. I was on motherfucking Spirit, which I will never do again. No, God, no. It was the one and done time with Spirit. No. But I drank- Anything Spirit. Spirit Airlines, Spirit Gas Station, Spirit Cigarettes. Just don't do it. American Spirits are not bad cigarettes. No, not Spirit. See, you ain't from the hood, honey. Spirit is different than American Spirit. I am from a different hood. Yeah, but in my hood. Yeah, Spirits were for people that Newports were too classy for. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Newports were fancy. Sorry, I grew up. With- <laughs> Jabbers knows he's I like, know, bitch. I'll see you on the spirit that. cigarettes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I drank. I first drank them out of Jack Daniels, and then I convinced the porter to give me or flight attendant, whatever the fuck you want to call it. The porter, it's like the person that fixes your toilet. No, that's a plumber, Steve. Well, there's that, but you know the porter that works in an apartment complex that fixes shit. Isn't that a super? Or no, a, the super is who you give your money to. Super is the Porter's boss. God, the East Coast and West Coast is so weird. Right. But so different. So I convinced the flight attendant to sell me Johnny Black for the same price that he was selling me Jack Daniels. Well, yeah, because they ran out of Jack Daniels and exactly. it's up to them to have it in stock. I felt it was a fair negotiation. Then I drank them out of Johnny Black. And then they were down to like <laughs> some honey bullshit. Oh, whiskey. God. I hate I'm like, no, nope, no, no. Fuck. Not, not happening. Do you have real whiskey that I can mix this with? <laughs> right. By the time I landed in Vegas, I stole a wheelchair and wheeled myself out. To- 
out to get picked up by uh, you know Tegan's husband Josh and Stop. Papa Brian. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we're talking about. That's why. That's why we love Maddie Slayer. This is why we're friends with him. So like I. I'm fairly reserved until I get a couple drinks of me. Once the inhibitions are... It just happens. Once the inhibitions are lowered, they're just out the fucking window. Like, it's... Shit happens. I mean... It does. Well, and as much as I would like to continue talking about drinking, we do talk about drinking a lot on this podcast, which I enjoy because I enjoy drinking. Right. We're both drunk. Unlike you, I am also a stoner. And I cannot help but notice that Javers here is a voter for the Cannabis Cup. So is that similar to AVNs or is that different? Please tell me about all of the weed. You I know what? Know. Uh, I'm going to pour myself another drink now because I you get, have nothing do you, to contribute. Do you get to smoke all of them and do you need a plus one? Yes. Because I like my friend works for weed companies and he has told me that I am the only person he's ever met in his whole life that can hold on to dabs and can mm. outsmoke like grown men. So like, what's good? Yeah, I yeah. want in on that. Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, a couple of years ago, in the span of like a month, I voted for the Avian Awards, the Exotic Dancer Awards, and the Cannabis Cup. Dude, so I was living like so every eighteen-year-old straight male's dream. Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I feel like you're no. I feel like it's every heterosexual cisgendered male's dream. Doesn't matter the age, like any dude. He's pretty be much like fifty. Be like he's judging porn and weed and everything. I'm in. Exactly. I don't want to judge the cannabis weed, cup. I'm in. I, I don't know how I stumbled onto all this, but I managed to, uh, and I definitely feel blessed to be in that position. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed for sure. Um, the cool thing about the Cannabis Cup is that it's more of a collaborative process. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically how it works is there are, uh, a, the categories uh, range from flowers, indica, sativa, and hybrid flowers, indica, sativa, hybrid concentrates, like dabs, uh, yeah. edible category, uh, the preloaded vape pens is a category. I fucking love those um, vape pens. And, so and, a, and a few other um, uh, categories. Right. So basically... Since there are so many samples and so you know much product, basically what you do is it's blind judging. So let's say for for argue, well actually not for argument's sake, I can talk about it now. I just voted at the cannabis cup that they had. Yeah, it just uh, happened last yeah. month in San Bernardino. There's actually I can get my plug in. There's actually it's coming back to the NAS event center in San Bernardino. Uh, see, I I worked the uh, the Blazers Cup mm-hmm. at the NAS at the NAS event center, and that was. That was so much fun. So I can only imagine how the how the cannabis cup was. Right. That's the one that's sponsored. I'm, I mean, I don't know if the Blazers Cup is, but I know the cannabis cup that's sponsored by High Times. Yeah, yeah? High, cannabis cup is the exclusive <sighs> High yeah. Times uh, event. And now, actually, they actually have an exclusive deal with that NOS Center out in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. So that's the only cannabis centric event that can be held there. Um, so oh, wow. So they kind of like own that space now, basically. That has to be a new thing because yeah. I just worked at Blazers Cup and it, it was there. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, crazy. Obviously, High Times, it's it's the stoner's Bible. Kind yeah. of, you know, it's it's been around for over 40 years. Uh, unbelievable history. And the Cannabis Cup is kind of like, you know, like the AVN Awards that we were just discussing for... For weed. For weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, so you have all these categories and... As opposed to the AVN Awards where you judge in however many categories you feel uh, competent in and what you've watched, the Cannabis Cup, you get assigned one category, and that's your category, along with a bunch of other judges and, and, and stuff. You're not the only judge in that category, but because there's so much product, like the 
uh, preloaded vape pens that I judged this past Cannabis Cup in SoCal, there were 37 different samples. And you only have a couple weeks to judge them. So you can't physically, it's impossible to judge multiple categories, the concentrates and the flowers and stuff. You stick with your one category that you get assigned. You have a couple weeks to do it. And that's how it works. Yeah. Because I mean, even outside of that, like physically, physically, it's you, impossible. It's impossible because you have yeah. to, because I'm, I'm, assu- I'm guess I'm guessing that you would, in order to test something, you would have to smoke it, get a high off of it, and then wait for that high to go down before right. you could feasibly test something else. Because it's not like smelling perfumes where like you can smell a bunch of perfumes, right. sniff some coffee, and then you're, you're good or to go. Or judging alcohol where you are judging on the palate and the taste. Right. Yeah, not and then you just take some type, of, some type of palate. Like there's no palate cleanser for weed. Right, right. Yeah, there's If there's, someone there's can not. develop one. Huge Which money. is why you have to be responsible when you judge and uh, don't get stoned. Just take, you know, a hit or two just enough to feel something mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, take some time and move on to the next thing. Um, so in the in the preloaded vape cartridges, there were 37 entries in the concentrates. Uh, I believe it was the indica or the hybrid concentrates. There were 70 something. Jesus Christ. Wow. That's fucking... So, and Massive. The, the real challenge about that is, you know, I've been, I've lived in California for 10 years. I've been a patient for 10 years. And the, the challenge is it's all blind judging. So you get sample A, sample B, or sample one, two, three, four, and so on. It's all numbered. It's not, oh, I'm sampling this Jack Harrer. Mm-hmm. I'm sampling this LA Confidential. I'm sampling this Girl Scout Yeah, cookies. so you don't know what it is. So you don't You're know. Just, yeah. Yeah. So you really have to be you know, a connoisseur. And I feel like that's the way that it should be because, uh, because I feel like a lot of it's similar with like alcohol, wine, any of that. Like if you hear, if you hear Jack Herrera, you're going to think, Oh, well this is going to be better than something different or, you know, know, or or anything like that. Or if you hear like a name or, or a grower that you personally like, right. You know, you may be a little more biased. it's, It's so challenging. Because on one hand, you kind of want to know what you're smoking so you can look it up on Leafly and kind of see like... I love oh, Leafly. If I, if I'm so smoking, what is Leafly for the uneducated, like my ass? Because I don't know. Leafly is like basically the Wikipedia of weed. So you can look up a strain and look at uh, its, its effects, uh, the pros, the cons, the, the taste, the smell, uh, every, everything about it. The history of the strain, what if it's a hybrid, what the parent plants are what it's yeah. combined i mean it's just just everything you want i like know about. i like all the information i actually i get from um a company i am not quite i know what their i know what their symbol is i their name <laughs> is escaping me right now mm-hmm. but they have on all of their like all their extracts because i prefer like a, a crumble to a shatter i feel mm-hmm. like it's easier to handle um and what i love about them is they have like their company name, the name of the uh, concentrate or whatever on it. But at the bottom, they have a QR code and you can scan the QR code and it'll take you to that strain, what it's supposed to, like what the crumble is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So like heaven forbid someone's like putting their own shit into one of their reused plastic things or whatever. Um, and it gives you the the THC content, the CBD content, what it was extracted with, like all of this shit. And See, I just think yeah. that is so sophisticated and so wonderful. That's why I love companies like that. 
places like Leafly where you can like kind of go back and forth and talk about strains, talk about what it is, how it makes you feel. Absolutely. Because every bud, like every single time you go to a dispensary, obviously a bud tender is going to push before anything else. Like if you, I go to a dispensary mm-hmm. right by here, by my house, and I love it. They're the best. They're like a family-run place. They're great. We're actually going to try and have a few of them on at some point. Yeah, that'll but, be a fun episode. Watch yeah. me try not to get stoned. <laughs> and you're just going to happen. I'm going to just wear a gas mask that episode. <laughs> oh, let me wear the GoPro if you wear a gas mask. <laughs> but so, yeah. So, but they're they're great and they have their own strain. And their strain there at that dispensary is amazing. It's beautiful, clean, high, gorgeous. I lo- It tastes good. I love the strain that they have there. It's called Oceanside. Uh, but I have found like there's a lot of places that they'll try to push you for stuff, different things like that. So I really like Leafly, especially if you're new to the cannabis community. Absolutely. Because if someone's pushing, oh, this is the dopest shit we have, but it may not be, you know, or it may not be exactly what you want, especially because a lot of times, not every doctor out here, but a lot of doctors out here and I don't even want to say a lot. Some of them will take the easy way out sure. and be like, oh, you've been prescribed Xanax. Do some Blue Dream. And I've gone to a place with like three girls and I, we've all been told the same exact thing after giving three different reasons why we need the the cannabis medication. Mm-hmm. So I really like communities like Leafly where you can talk about it and get like what you need because – Blue Dream might work because, like, even my homegirl, I went to a place with my homegirl. We both got our our wrecks, and mm-hmm. they told us both Blue Dream. Blue Dream worked wonderful for her. I told him that I had anxiety issues, and I had been prescribed Xanax, things like that. I told me to take Blue Dream. Cannot fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Cannot. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm- like, I can, I can do, I'm not super sensitive to Indica's or Sativa's hybrids or anything, but certain strains I just can't do, but that be all end all situation can be kind of dangerous. So Leafly right. I think is just a really it's great, great source. I mean, look, cannabis first and foremost is medicine. It is. So it truly, is. you know, it, that's, you know, once you're in that mindset, the more information, the better you wouldn't take a, a pill and not really know what its effects were. Same deal with cannabis and Leafly is great because whatever ails you, whether it's chronic pain, whether it's insomnia, uh, indigestion, uh, you want to simulate, a meal, uh, you know, appetite suppressant um, or stimulate appetite either way, but it works for both ways or migraines or whatever, whatever it is specifically that you've been prescribed cannabis for or whatever you want to take it for. um, You can look up those ailments on Leafly and find the best strains for that. So it's really become like this customized experience. If you, if you're really interested in the, the, I mean, it really, it really is, medication and i think that that's a problem that i think that that well not a problem but something that people a lot of people can't get over because i know so many people that did not smoke weed or were anti-pot until they moved here and then they were talking to their like their just like their their gp like their regular physician right and their physician was like you know maybe you should smoke cannabis like And these people that hated weed and all this shit, like, they're like, okay, maybe it's not just, like, a stoner thing, because it's not. Like, I mean, granted, the old, like, the old 
tales, you know, from the 60s and 70s and the stoners and all that shit. Like, I mean, granted, there are a ton of people, even me included. I do smoke weed recreationally because it's fun. But I primarily, if I'm smoking, it is for a medicinal reason. Yeah. And And it's really, it's a real thing. You know, like, there's countless parents out there that are giving their kids highly potent cannabis oil as opposed to giving them chemo. Right. You know, right. which is so much better. Because if you think about the FDA, FDA is talking about, oh, you know, weed's dangerous, weed, weed's dangerous. But in the meantime, let me give your 11-year-old this fucking Oxycontin, which is literally going to turn them into a junkie. Absolutely. Oh, 100% Absolutely. it will. I mean, that is, there's been multiple articles why New England's had such a bad dope problem in recent years because people were prescribed fucking oxygen. It's all over the country. I, I was it's at, all over the um, country. At the Cannabis Cup, I was at this seminar that had four... Uh, ex-NFL players on the seminar. One of them was Ricky Williams, who won the Heisman Trophy, mm-hmm. uh, played for the Miami Dolphins and the Saints, and he was the most prominent member on the panel. And basically, they all said, all of them smoked cannabis while they were in the NFL because the teams pushed all the injections, the pills, and they were the NFL basically was fostering a culture of drug addicts. Yep. And they didn't like how the pills made them feel. They didn't want to be pill heads. It made them lethargic. No. And it, the CBD you know, for sure. helps so uh, yeah, much was, more, especially with athletes. I was about to say, there's a strain called Charlotte's Web, which is named after a girl named Charlotte who was suffering from a condition that caused a lot of seizures. Oh, wow. So they developed this. It has the most CBD mm-hmm. of, any, of any strain. And uh, she went from having like 100 seizures a day to like bir- virtually none. That is such a beautiful, so, see, and that's such I mean, a beautiful awesome. Look, it's, it's 200, tale. it's 2016. We're not going to debate the efficacy of the medicinal aspect of cannabis. No, that's been scientifically works. proven. It it's like climate change. It, it's almost universal agreement. Um, it's just a shame that cannabis is classified as a schedule one drug, which means they can't conduct medical research on it. And, and no, and, and that's, that. and that's, what, and it's disgusting because like, even, even myself, like putting my own shit out there. Um, I was arrested a year ago for my own Xanax. I'm prescribed Xanax. I had my Xanax, but I made the mistake of not keeping all of my prescription in my prescription bottle because it's the, the flip side of it is at this point in time, it's really hard to get Xanax, even if you need it like me. Right. It's really hard to get it. And doctors, like every single time they prescribe it, they get like an inquiry and it's it's a really, it's a pain in the ass. So I tend, and because of like, because of that and because it's always been very popular on the market, like the black market, I tend to bring a few pills with me and keep them in something else and keep my prescription at home because I'm prescribed a lot and it's not like a quarter milligram, like I'm mm-hmm. prescribed like a decent amount. Um and I was arrested because I had a small amount of pills on me and my prescription was somewhere else. And that cop was not trying yeah, they do to do not play. They were and they weren't trying to take me to prove it because they just saw me. They saw my tattoos. They're like, whatever. She fucking stole. No big deal. Arrested me. I obviously got off because I could prove that it was my medication. But the fact that that happened is disgusting because yeah. I uh, my husband had weed in the car and he got a $50 fine for having weed in the car, which the cop was so worried about charging me with my own Xanax that he forgot to file the charge that he gave to my (laughs) husband. So when my Um, husband tried to pay the fine, it got returned 
because they were like, we don't know what you're talking about. Mm. And the thing that scares me is that that is like a happening thing. And there's so, because, and I'm, I was talking about that because I'm leading into when I went to court for that, every single person before me in the docket was in for heroin or something similar to heroin. And all of their stories started with, well, they played football. Well, they were a swimmer. Well, they played soccer and they had some type of injury. They were prescribed Percocet. And then they got addicted because they were prescribed it for more than two weeks. And then after that two weeks, they got their medica- They got their prescription shut off. They couldn't get it anymore. They were addicted. They got dope sick. So instead of getting dope sick, they started buying it off the street. And then when heroin, or I'm sorry, then when Percocet got too expensive, heroin is cheaper, especially in Baltimore. You know, I hate like, hearing these stories. It's such a stories. terrible, terrible fucking thing, but that is the reality of it. Yeah. Like, so many people, they don't want to legalize medicinal marijuana, but they will get these kids hooked on fucking literal synthetic heroin. You know, I hate hearing these stories because there exists a natural remedy from the earth that Mother Earth has given us. And the way plant genetics of the cannabis have come so far is that, like I said, there's a specific strain for whatever it is that's ailing you. Absolutely. And because of some antiquated fear campaign that the government waged way back when. I mean, and that fear campaign is not even 100 years old. Like, No, it's Nancy Reagan. Well, no, it started in the the 30s, really. Oh, well, yeah, with... You know, um, oh, it was, was it was it fucking reefer madness? Reefer all madness. Reefer yeah, madness. Exactly. I mean, it was around the time of prohibition. Like they're like, oh, we're gonna outlaw alcohol. Oh, all these people are turning to marijuana. You know, I think it's, I think it's a generational thing too, because you talk to like people our parents' age or a couple decades older. I don't know, my and mom, it's just like, my mom was the first person to buy but, me weed. But most of the people are just like, yeah, it's weed's weed. They don't know how far it's come. Oh, I mean, yeah. for fuck's well, no, sake. Same like, case in point. Anytime you try and smoke with an old head, they're like, is this what you all call weed? It's like, okay, look, bitch. The dirt you used to smoke back in the day is not better than this. Right. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. There was only one kind of weed, you know. Back exactly. Then. No, no, believe me. I haven't smoked since the point where, like, what? There's strains? I'm like, I don't know shit about weed anymore. Like, I didn't know shit about weed then. But I was like, oh, hey, this is a dime bag. It really, yeah, it really opened my eyes when I moved to California because, you know, coming from the East Coast, from New York, New York City, particularly, oh, no, I feel you, dude. Coming from you, you got to jump through so many hoops to get like a dime bag. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> don't you like you can you can text my boy, but don't call him. Right, right. You know, all this mess. That, yeah. And then I, I know you have been the same situation I have where you give your money to somebody at one end of the block and then you drive to the end of the block and you stay on the stoop and catch some shit from the window. Cause I have done that. I know y'all seen that in the movies, but that's some real shit that's, and I have done it. Goes down for sure. <laughs> I have I, done yeah. It. I came out here and I realized getting an eighth of the most pure, unbelievable cannabis was easier than going to 7-Eleven getting a Snickers bar. No, dead ass. And people like, back east you, don't believe spend, me. Even as someone that, like, in Baltimore, like, our, the eights that I used to help with were, like, <laughs> help with, you know, were, air quotes. were, you know, like, 50 bucks. 50 bucks an eighth, 60 bucks an eighth. But here it's $30. Like it's literally half the price because there's right. not all that extra bullshit and that extra tax and that extra fucking. You know, well, and, and the extra risk. and That's right. that's what I mean. Like yeah. they, the, it's, I feel like a lot of it is get my homie out of jail tax. Like we mark it up 10 bucks for every gram on everybody. You know, there's X well, amount yeah. of fucking grams in an ounce. And that's yeah. if my homie gets locked up, 
it's basic <laughs> capitalism, supply and demand. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. limited supply out there, a lot of demand. Look, so I they just, can fucking mark it up. I just got to stress again, like it's medicine. It is. And I think no, people really, really need to. I'm not, you know, and it happens to be a whole lot of fucking fun. <laughs> also, your music will sound better. Your food but will you know taste better. Back, but you know what? Back it's at medicine. It, so it's fucking Percocet. So many people love to take Percocet that have no reason for it. Same with Xanax, Vicodin, fucking name it. Right. Morphine, so, anything. So what you're saying, Steve, is I should get fucking stoned and then go eat stuff? Is that? What that we're saying is getting stoned, getting <laughs> stoned for whatever, for whatever you need. Because honestly, like as someone like I, I had tossed out earlier is um, straight up the first person that bought me weed was my mother. And that's because I was in a really tragic car accident where I almost died. I was shoved between my windshield and like my steering wheel and I, I should have died, and the dude fled the scene. Um, I could not sit up for more than a half an hour. Like, I had to take my school class. I was still in high school at the time, and I had to take all my classes over the phone um, because I could wow. not physically sit up for more than a half an hour before so much pressure and intensity. Like, to people who take Imitrex, I took 100 milligrams probably – at least once a day because my migraines were that fucking bad. When I went to the ER one time, they tried to give me 25 milligrams and I was like, <laughs> it didn't go work because it was, it was just so much trauma. It was actually, it's something called post concussive mm-hmm. disorder is which is what I got. And that's when your, your brain swells basically touching your skull. It's the most excruciating thing. And there was nothing I could do. I was taking painkillers. I was taking ibuprofen every two hours. And then two hours after that, I was taking Tylenol. I was taking so much shit. It was fucking up my liver. And it was not giving me any relief. It was not helping. It was not anything. To the point that my mom went to my little sister and was like, look, I know you smoke weed. Will you get some weed for your sister? And that was the only way I could function. And that's the only way I fucking graduated from high school was because I had exactly. So when someone is like, oh, it's a drug, I'm like, okay, first of all, I didn't smoke weed until I physically needed it. It's a plant. Yeah, it's, not it's a, a drug. fucking plant. Pills yeah, are drugs. You. And it's not, and it's, <laughs> it's not like, plant. and for all the people that want to be like, oh, cocaine's a plant. Yeah, you don't have to put bleach in weed to right. make it happen. You do have to put bleach, like actual bleach. And, and so, I mean, what happens when you put bleach in weed? Has anyone found out? That's probably, Horrible. I don't know. I don't it's know. I mean, it makes good. cocaine better. The best thing is, but no, that's how you that's how you get cocaine. Other than that, you're just fucking snorting lawn shavings. I mean, I don't know how to make cocaine. I I watched rem- a thing one time. No, no, but I do remember how to cook crack from like way back in the day. Like oh, from when you when you was <laughs> heavy into the crack. When you no, no, no. So like dead serious. Like late middle school, early high school, I had. <laughs> He got a chemistry set and just went wild. He fucking Walter White in the whole shit. No, no, no. I, I had a neighbor who I was good friends with who was cooking because I was a latchkey kid and my dad was never around. Okay. He would cook crack in my apartment to go sell. Oh, his, okay. You're would, a really good friend. Hey, I got a cut. <laughs> but he would cook crack in my apartment because he lived with his grandmother downstairs and she was always home. My dad was never home. So I took a cut. For literally just playing video games while he cooked crack. And that's the beginning of Maddie Slayer, everyone. Well, goddamn. Hey, I saw an opportunity. I profited. 
I didn't it's have American to go out, way, man. I didn't have to go out on the street and sell shit. I oh fucking OG from the AD up here. <laughs> I did not you know I was one of two white boys in my graduating class. Like Damn, son. That's why you got a little soul in you. Damn, Slayer, back at it again with the white skin. Occasionally when I get ghetto, <laughs> like, you know, shit happens. But yeah, no, I, I totally learned how to cook crack that way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, mean, I you know, wow. So that's, back that's to that's weed, fucking, yeah, which is shit. way more boring. After but you know, it, what's, what's, Slayer's fucking What's crazy about it is, besides just like the whole cannabis judging process and all that, it's unbelievable to see how big of a business it is. It's you go crazy. to the Cannabis Cup, there's like between twenty and 30,000 people there, maybe more. Um, they've had amazing, now they have amazing music. They've always had amazing musical acts, but this past This past month, year, it was, was, was it was The Roots and Wiz Khalifa uh, and De La Soul. I mean, it's just like unbelievable A-list, amazing hip-hop acts. And it's just, it's it's such a huge event so many people, so many vendors, hundreds of vendors. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. And, you know, California is not a legal state; it's just a medicinal state. Uh, no, so you need you need a you need a doctor's rec before you can even get in. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, there is actually like a non-smoking area, but I don't know why anyone would want to go if they can't smoke at the well, cannabis cup. There, well, I well, might want to go. The, I don't know about the cannabis cup, but at the Blazers Cup, I do know that there also was a doctor on site. Yes. Yes. So that, like, if say your Absolutely. rec expired or if you just moved to the area and or you, you had did, just recent you know, back pain or you know there's that Absolutely. or maybe you just you know you fell off one of the, maybe you're steve-o and you fell off one of them construction <laughs> cranes and you just need to get some weed for your back yeah. i get banned from west hollywood it's yeah it's 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 cra- it's really mind-blowing because i mean even someone that's that knows a lot of people in the industry i go there and i'm i'm just flabbergasted at just the sheer scope and size of it's everything. It's crazy. And hopefully when the measure to legalize cannabis in California goes on the ballot in November, I mean, then it's just going to be yeah, so well, much I, better. So much better. Well, I mean, but, I mean that's controversial Colorado. altogether, too, because I know some growers don't want it to be legalized because there'll be more government oversight. True, true. I mean, that comes with any you know, legal regulatory. But at framework. the same time, there isn't that weird loophole here where it's state legal, but it's not federal legal. Like case in point, that family owned dispensary that got fucking raided and shut down for no goddamn reason. Cause it's not federally legal. Well, in so California. I did well, the government look. set them up that that took place. Oh in, yeah. That was it. Yeah. In, in Long Beach. In and fuck that up. You know, yeah. the, so there's like this loophole. One of the loop real quick. One of the loopholes in the law is that you, there's no delivery allowed. Uh, at all so the government agent uh, was a federal agent uh, or you know the federal agent was working with the local uh, Mm -hmm. enforcement and uh, one of the law enforcement agents called the dispensary and said uh, I'd like to have a delivery Uh, I'm too sick to physically this is why delivery should be legal I'm too sick to physically leave my house to come Which is to the your case in point for a lot to of come people to your with, chronic, with chronic if, pain, chronic fibromyalgia, absolutely. things like that, end absolutely. stage cancer patients, well, yeah. no, I mean, diabetic nerve pain, anything. Stuff. If you're a caregiver, it's perfectly legal by Prop 250 to de- deliver weed. Um, that's not exactly true. There is a loophole in the law, and what the government did 
was I think you probably have to have a permit for delivery, and I think maybe you also no, have to be like a delivery only. No, no. So okay, that's it, strictly illegal. Where, where it fucks you, like, because I looked into this when I was looking into when you were thinking about starting a weed business. Actually, yeah. Oh, did you never hear about this shit? No, I didn't. I moved here too late. <laughs> I just got here in time for the podcast. No, I didn't. So last year, I was researching into starting a armored transportation business for the medical marijuana industry. All right. Because these are all cash businesses. Yeah. These are all cash oh, it businesses. Is. It's straight up. Do and not try and go in there with a credit card in any dispensary right, ever because it ain't going to work. Banks won't deal with them. Unfortunately, because banks won't deal with a lot of the dispensaries, these people are literally shoving money. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but are literally just shoving money under fucking mattresses. Yeah. They're looking to get robbed. Well, so, so I was looking to provide a niche for that industry because you know I may know a thing or two about armored transportation mm-hmm. to provide a safe transportation license and bondage safe transportation service for the dispensary's money. So that involved me doing a fair amount of research of what involves legally transporting cannabis because I'm like, well, if we're going to have the infrastructure in place to transport the money, so you're talking like similar to like a, like a Dunbar truck kind of like well, a, yeah. like an armored. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I also looked into what it would legally take to transport the product. Right. Because like if we're gonna have this infrastructure in place to already transport the money from the, well from the grower to the dispensary. Right. Mm-hmm. We might we might as well you know, transport product as well. Unfortunately, Prop two fifty does not allow unless you're a member of the collective and for someone who is a member of your collective to transport product. Oh, uh, okay, because that I was gonna say, like I no, I have been delivered weed. <laughs> no, no. But, so, that, but that that makes sense. And but this trend, is where yeah, you could get different. fucked because the federal government at any point where they feel like they are not a proper collective, they can just shut them down. Ew. Yeah. I mean, there are delivery services uh, out there. I mean, Speedweed being one of the most prominent ones. They shout actually, out to Speedweed. We'd love that. Shout y'all. out to Speedweed. I hope everyone's good over there. You know, they just got busted Last week, shut up! Did yeah, they really? They just got busted last week. Uh, the cops made a bunch of arrests. Uh, they seized like over four million dollars worth of product. It's uh, yeah. L.A. Weekly wrote about Damn. it. Well, um, and that was exactly my point. It's like at the point where the you know the police or the federal government decides. See, that, that's so fucked because I've Speedweed is awesome, and awesome. as right, a, but, as a patient that like travels a lot and is not able to get to different places, like. But technically, you're only supposed to be a member of one collective. At the, I, I mean, See, at, until these, I until I moved here, rules. I was yeah. I was only yeah. a member of Speedweed. Like. Right, but the the problem is where they, it's all arbitrary. So yeah. if they decide that they are going above and beyond, you know, taking on people that are a part of other collectives and not people that are tr- not truly part of the collective, they can shut you down. Damn, that's cold blooded. I mean, it, it's pretty cold. The problem is. The way the laws are written are completely arbitrary for law enforcement to decide. Right. That's why some dispensaries get shut down. Some dispensaries are free to fucking operate. You know, what's what's crazy about this is, uh, you know, Obama has many publicly time has publicly stated many times that this is, you know, the lowest end of law enforcement and he's not going to devote any resources to uh, busting this basically states rights if it's medicinal in your state you're good if it's legal in your state obviously you're good uh but uh, the justice department seems to have its own agenda mm-hmm. you know absolutely um they they kind of they're 
they take the keys from the president, but they operate independently. Um, and God knows how many times have dispensaries popped up here and gone within a, a few days or, mm-hmm. you know, even long running as, you know, established ones that have been around for years all of a sudden get busted and it, well, it's I mean, so arbitrary. Some of that is LAPD, Absolutely. some of that is the sheriff's, you know, LA County Sheriff's Department, yep. but because they're not complying with what law enforcement feels within Prop 250. Yeah. So 215. 215, sorry. 215 or Prop D. Right. Yeah. Right. They don't feel you're compliant, that you're serving people that are not part of your collective, not part of, you know, you're not being a proper caregiver. They shut you down. I mean, right. And there's all sorts well, of so and honestly the way that I feel it is if that's the if that's the case, then they need to start running California the way they run Maine. Because in Maine, you if you grow weed, you are a caregiver and you have X amount of patients that come and give you their prescriptions and you grow for them and you only dispense to them. And if the federal government wants to crack down on California that way, then they need to start running it more like Maine because it's not fair. Well, it's not that. fair for you to hang on. It's not fair for you to accept anyone that has a wreck and a California ID because I know people that have a wreck and a California ID and they'll go to seven different dispensaries in one fucking day. And it's not up to that. And how is it fair for that one collective to know? Yeah, there's no that, there's no central there's, there's, no, way. there's no way there's no way so. if you if 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 somebody went to just your collective if you're like me and I usually I only go to one or two dispensaries or if I don't have a car I'll order from Speedweed you know so I only belong to those collectives but how how are you supposed to know if between the difference in me who as a patient I only do what I need to do and someone else that wants to go to seventeen different dispensaries and say sell their weed to a different state, you know right. that's that's well, such a crazy fucking thing. At the end of the day, like it's the, by the letter of the law, it is the dispensary's responsibility to be you know to essentially micromanage their members of their collective, right? By the letter of the law, and unfortunately, it's. California is supposed to be like Maine on the books. You're only supposed to be a member of one collective. You were supposed to be partaking in that collective. I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. Real same. I don't know. Well, because I, I found this out while I was researching how to, you know, legally transport. And unfortunately, as a business, as a third party business, the only way we could have legally transported product is if I had a driver who was an employee who joined a collective. I was driving to that collective and driving for that collective. But the problem is, the uh, minute I had a call off from my driver who was a member of that collective, well, that collective was not getting deliveries today. So now I have a driver who hits me over a barrel. So it just wasn't worth doing as a business right. owner. Yeah, I mean, and there okay. were all sorts of oh like, shit. Look at me fucking explaining. Fuck. <laughs> look at you. I mean, there were all sorts of like you know handshake or like gentlemen's agreements that a lot of yeah, dispensaries yeah. had with cops. I mean, there's one dispensary in Studio City on Ventura Boulevard. You know whatever the um, zoning restrictions were, like you can't, you have to be a thousand feet away from a school or a church or whatever it was. It used to be uh, that you know it was like from the front entrance or from like the structure, and then it became like in terms of enforcement, uh, it became like you had to the furthest point from your property to their property, even if it was like a parking lot. So there's one dispensary on Ventura Boulevard that was literally. Three in violation, three feet, and it wasn't their physical building; it was their, their property. Lot. So their parking lot was three feet, oh, you know, in the thousand yard or thousand foot 
you so know, it's time to zone. sublet that parking lot to someone else. So they had Jesus they had Christ because they I drove by the old location and they weren't there anymore. I'm like, well, I called and they're like, yeah, we moved like two stores down Jesus. because of That's three feet. So so, it's, so it operated there for years, technically in violation. But right. well, as long as they weren't getting calls or there wasn't any loitering or whatever, it's kind of like hands off. But then you know, all of a sudden, the new city attorney comes in or whatever and says, you know, crack down and. Mm-hmm. Shit goes crazy. That's, uh, it's so fucking nuts. For what? For what? Really? Well, I mean, it's it's fucking nuts, and it's just poorly. I feel poorly like half the time. Laws. Well, also, I feel like half the time the government is just trying to fucking shut down shit for no fucking reason. Like, I know this is a little outside of the the cannabis conversation we've been having, but the situation that's going on with Paul Rubin with like them trying to charge him with like child pornography because he has vintage erotica. Oh, Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, he has has a vintage gay porn or vintage gay erotica, which when it was published was totally legal, totally fine, not even meant like some people viewed it as like porn. Some people viewed it as like, oh, this is an innocent, like, you know, naked boy. No big deal. Not even showing the peen, not even quote unquote showing hard, right? which is just as old as the term showing pink. Like I remember that that was a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. and now, yeah. but because he has his new Pee Wee thing that's debuting on Netflix, which is so out. damn great. By I the cannot. Way. I know. You I know. I'm get I've a been Netflix like, account. I cannot, steal one. I have Netflix, and I cannot wait. I'm like, I'm just waiting till I have a whole day where I can't do anything because I want to watch it. Because going back to Tommy Pistol, Tommy Pistol did the Pee Wee parody a few years ago and this is when I was taking a break from porn and he like texted me and was like yo girl I know you're not doing porn but I thought you might be into this and I like I wept happy tears because there was a peewee porno and now that there's there might be a second one please stop dear Tommy Pistol please put me in your peewee porno please she's alone put your, Tommy a put, rebel put your peewee in her peewee porn wait no put my put your peewee in my in my peewee receptacle Whatever. Anyway, so, it, you know, but like, so everyone's trying to focus on like all this shit that doesn't fucking matter. And it's just so gross. Like, why? You know, the government does this from time to time just to flex their muscles just because they can. Yeah. It's like, right? let's just take all these, <laughs> yeah. these family owned dispensaries. Let's take this fucking shit that was totally legal right. when it was published and charge him for child pornography. Like, are you Crazy. kidding me? Like, there's so much, there's so many loopholes and so much darkness and ugliness. And uh, they want to control you. Just suck that back up into my mouth because it was a little too political. Right. We're... <clears throat> but look, yeah. we have a lot to look forward to with President Trump. Uh, so, you know, yeah. let's. Uh... So, the Hunger Games next year. I really hope my <laughs> district wins. So, yes. Draven and I will be broadcasting live from Spain next year. Yeah, right. From space, maybe. Space, no, no, Spain. Yeah. Like, I We're like going to be broadcasting from Bernie Sanders' basement because he's the only one that's going to fucking like us. I mean, I don't know. I like Madrid. What are you? You a fucking traveler? I like Tokyo, but they won't take me. No, they ain't gonna take you. They don't even want to serve you food, bro. I know. (laughs) I get to experience that again, like fucking twenty days. I'm so excited. I'm so well. I'm excited for your your tales when you come home, and I will come back with filthy Orlando tales because I have to go to Florida to shoot porn. Where it's not even legal. No, it is. No, no, the, it is not legal. Oh, oh, it's not. I thought it was. I thought it was 
California, Florida, and one New Hampshire. New Hampshire and California are it. New Hampshire repealed it a couple of years ago. No, oh, did they? no, no. 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 They did. New Hampshire. No, you no. can totally shoot porn in New Hampshire. Okay. Yes. Well, here. Well, he, here's the thing. There in are, LA, you have to use. You have to wear condoms. There are, to there are two states that are expressly legal to California shoot porn. and New Hampshire. California, New Hampshire. Other states, it's not illegal to shoot porn, but it's not expressly illegal. Well, no, yeah. it's technically illegal. By the reason it is expressly legal in California and New Hampshire is by California is a California state supreme court ruling legalizing pornography. It's called the Freeman decision. If you guys right. want to look it up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In other yeah. states, technically, if you are producing pornography, you are committing pandering. Uh, they can charge you, but it, it's again, again, it's one of those gray areas mm-hmm. uh, where it's, it, it's to my knowledge, it's not expressly illegal. But if they want to bust you and charge you with with pandering they or totally whatever, they totally can. Right. That thus makes it illegal. If they can charge you with it, it's illegal. Mm, I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah I don't, I don't believe how the law really, works. I'm not really a big fan of the cops. So. Well, I mean, that's how the law works. The law says. You are committing pandering. If they charge you with it or not, doesn't make it legal or not. It means that you hit a charge or not. Um, you know, I know certain producers that have been arrested on obscenity charges in other states, uh, like you know Max Hardcore, uh, Seymour Butts, uh, John Stalliano, and a few others. Um, I don't know if it's a state by the pandering thing. I don't know if that's a state by state thing. If that's a local law, it's a state by state thing. I mean, it's by the by the definition of the law. Technically, you are committing pandering if you're producing pornography. You are arranging sex for money. That is what the definition of pandering is. And basically, what the Freeman decision did in California cap- said that as long as there's a camera there, <laughs> you know, that uh, it's a it's a are protected by artistic expression right and that's why it's perfectly legal in california and new hampshire just flat out voted it in right so i think you know what they were hoping for with the freeman decision was that that uh, you know there had been established case law and that would kind of travel to other states that hasn't happened not at all i mean um, technically i mean there's a lot of production in nevada and technically it's all illegal now at the end of the day it doesn't matter if it's legal or not if it's not enforced if local law enforcement is not willing to enforce it it could be illegal. That's fine. Right. I mean, God knows there's so many producers in Florida and Vegas now. And every, uh, everywhere. There's so yeah, many. I mean, there's, and there's always someone in some random state, you know, doing Eclipse for sale, which makes them a producer, which makes them a company, you know? Yeah. Right. No, I mean, pandering is producing sex for money, period. That is the Exchanging definition. sex for money. Not producing. Exchanging, Sorry, exchanging yeah. sex for money. You are correct, Steve. Thank you. <laughs> this is the one time oh, I'll. You. This is the one time I'll admit it. Steve is right. <laughs> yes. But yeah, again, it's one of those things. It's always kind of been like a hands-off type deal because I mean, the cops know who's producing porn. Oh yeah, you know. Um, but uh, so yeah, it's always been kind of hands-off. But uh, you know, increasingly more and more, you hear busts happening, and particularly in California, where they've passed you know additional regulations like the condom law and measure b and and Mm -hmm. and all that uh you know it's happening with more frequency yeah Uh, and it's complete bullshit like you know at the end of the day it's like the performers understand the risks that they're undertaking doing the job you know 
Cal OSHA isn't getting more involved with fucking stunt performers. If Cal OSHA was concerned, all of us would be so much more in danger than the general public even thinks that we are now. Because the general public, people think, oh, you guys have sex with so many people, you guys must have so many diseases. And that's not true. No. And Cal OSHA, what were they trying to say? You got tested every three months? Some shit like that on, know, their, on their proposed measure that got shut down. Cal but as OSHA of right now... never developed a set of specific regulations for no. the porn industry. So the porn industry was subject to the same regulations like that hospitals... Right. Yeah, which is like, like which they porn. were trying to say, yeah. which is, yeah, they were trying to have us use goggles, all this stuff. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. were trying to say it that wasn't you get tested. Just condoms. I want, this no, it is was an goggles, dental dams. Like condoms is gloves, one thing. Everything. Yes, goggles, exactly. dental dams, gloves. What, yes, exactly what, what you guys are saying. I mean, somebody's into that. That is some fetish shit right there. Yeah. That's, no, that, but that's medical fetish shit. That's not everyone. That's someone with a specific fetish. The organization, now, uh, just to be clear, there is one organization, AHF, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, uh, that pushed these laws uh, or that pushed these proposals into being. This was not some public outcry. This was not. Uh, no, it was them. It was them. Right. It was solely and, this third party organization that does not understand the adult industry and that wants up, to. There with the, the, you the know, condom this, companies. This was a, Nobody this, from the industry was calling this for this was shit. A, this was an anti-free speech, anti-porn agenda masked as a public health issue. Yeah, which is not because if it was really a public health issue, they would not have us be demanding for us to get tested every three months because we get tested every fucking 14 days. Like, do you know how dangerous that is working? Like, especially because the mainstream public wants to think we're all disease ridden because we fuck so many people, but we all get tested. And P.S., by the way, when I first started in the industry and AIM was still a thing, we all got tested every 28 days. Now it's been cut in half to literally every 14 days. We all get tested. Everyone gets tested. You're not working if you're not fucking tested. Right. Like, and- the and tests actually go to the 28-day mark. But trust and believe, no one's going to fucking book you if you're on your 15th day of your test because it's very serious. And the AIDS Healthcare Foundation, are they? I honestly just believe that they're just trying to sell more condoms. They're trying to well, they own, make more money. They're they, trying to do they all own this lifestyles shit. condoms. Yeah, well, that's no, one of their that's biggest sponsors. There's that's, some, that's what it is. I was, yeah. I couldn't like the whether name they of the own it or the me. partnership or whatever it is. But, but they have embedded. connections with them, so that's yeah. that's why, and that's why they passed fucking Measure B with the condoms and porn. Which, P.S. By the way, I know all of you motherfuckers on the on the board on the AHF. None of you motherfuckers actually do porn, so you don't know how hard it is to be a girl with a sensitive pussy who gets fucked with a condom three days in a week and then you end up with the most like serious case of BV or fucking a yeast infection or anything because latex is not part of the human body. It is not something natural. It's not something fucking normal and it's not healthy for a woman's pH. So that's why we all get tested every 14 days. Everybody knows when they're clean and trust and believe there is an option for a shorter test if you're that paranoid. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I've heard story, uh, stories. When of- I fucked Belladonna, I had to get tested two days before. She required a two-day test before yeah. she quit. Two-day test. used to get really short tests because I know she is... She did the two-day test, too. Yeah, because she is allergic to antibiotics, so she can't even risk... Nope, can't even take Look, it. The, the industry is self-policed for so many years. Um, we and- don't need anyone's fucking help. Yeah, and, and you know, AHF is so great with the messaging behind this. They have the best lobbyists, they have the best PR people, and they 
they this whole thing was under the guise of safe sex because who's gonna vote against like just the common person out there? But who's that gonna, was who's that gonna was vote the thing. against even, safe sex. Even was so they it, had was the it Stagliano? Was it Stagliano at that thing that was like who isn't? going to sign a paper when you're standing in front of Walmart asking of these women coming out, do you want to save these poor girls in porn? Who isn't going to sign right. that? Exactly. Exactly. You know? so, I'm not. So, so they had it, you know, they were great at the <laughs> messaging and made it about condoms. Like, you know, we live in a, in a post HIV world where, you know, everyone's pretty much everyone's educated on the subject and, and, and what it's all about. So who's going to vote for, against safe sex who's well, gonna vote I mean, against condoms this- when we've all been it's all been drilled into our heads like you always have to wear a condom you always have to wear yep. a condom but uh, but like we mentioned before the actual wording of the measure was so much more than the condoms it was the dental dens and the goggles and all yeah, that the condoms, what they the, wanted to do the was the outlaw goggle, the goggles and the gloves i'm sorry like right. unless you're into like if you are just a dude or a chick whatever and you just like pretty girl on girl scenes if I fucking throw on a latex glove, slap a dental dam on that bitch, and then if she's a squirter, throw on some goggles, you're done. Yeah. Oh no, squirter or not, you yeah. got to have the goggles. Oh, on. I mean, it's no, I know, I know, squirter. The or whole not, point but was just to drive the industry out of business because no one's gonna watch. Well, that, drive it out of California, which obviously. is fucking retarded. Because how much you know revenue, tax revenue does this industry generate for the no, state? The economy, especially in Southern California, well, Southern California, even the Bay Area. You know, right, if, so- if kink had to move. Yo, it became would be done. like uh, as far as like filing uh, filming permits for through Film LA. It's this. Uh, it's not a government agency. It's it's actually a, an agency that the government contracts with. The permits dropped from like a f- you know hundreds of permits uh, to four. Yeah, because people don't want the condom police coming around and and no. busting their set. So I, we'll go back underground. So, so AHF's movement to make the industry safer has kind of driven a lot of the industry either underground or mm-hmm. out of state. That was, and that was the thing they were talking about when everybody went up there to, to speak on, you know, behalf of this, of that actually got, right, right. that got shut down. There's actually good news. Yeah. Because the measure B, which is the, you know, condoms and actually before all this ever happened, condoms were the law. They just didn't enforce it. Mm-hmm. Just condoms were the law. They didn't enforce it. Then measure B kind of like officially, you know, made it a thing. Made it a thing. It put it honestly. It made it a thing because it put it up to the civilian voters right. who would not give a shit. It put it up to their decision in L.A. County, and then they wanted to expand that measure statewide. And they just had a vote uh, up in Oakland at Cal OSHA. There were like a hundred performers that that showed up to hundreds. You know, there was more than a hundred. Yeah, voice like against that, it. And they voted it, was, it down. It was gorgeous. It was the most beautiful. I think it was one of the most beautiful outpourings of people in our industry. The testimonials from everyone was amazing. And then when they voted it down, because at one point, one of the people that were voting on it said, I do not feel comfortable voting on this until I hear even more from the adult performer's point of view, which is a gorgeous thing because so so many lawmakers... They view all of us as performers, as we're just dirty whores. We have daddy issues, mommy issues, some type of issues. We're just damaged people. We're not, we're not ex-librarians like Ella Darling or novelists like Danny Wilde or like fucking historians. Like, you know, like there's so many, so many performers in this industry are so much more than sex workers. And for us to be taken seriously was such a beautiful thing. And when that got shut down, the footage of everyone just holding themselves and hugging and crying and so happy was such a beautiful thing because it was literally the first time that anyone in like government had 
even taking the time to like pseudo pay attention to us as right. performers. Because everyone wants to be like, oh, you, you guys are dirty. You guys are this. You guys are that. No, we're not dirty. And especially like, especially like, and I know I keep talking about the condom thing, but as a girl with a sensitive pussy, and I know multiple girls, I'm not going to say any of their names, but I know multiple girls that have very sensitive pHs. And you can't, you yeah. You just can't. I mean, this, this and if I got if I got tested two days ago, and the dude I'm working with got tested two days ago, and I haven't had sex since then, and he hasn't had sex since then, why the fuck should I put on a condom when I know that he's clean? Right. And it right. makes me uncomfortable. It makes my insides uncomfortable. It makes it so that my pussy will sell, swell shut, so I can't work for days after. And even outside of working, I can't fuck my husband, who I want to have sex right. with. And, and you know it's it's uh, like why should they be able to police my body? Yeah, absolutely. This this you don't know what I'm right. Like, you, you, you accepted the me. risk of the job. I mean, well, yeah, and this isn't like you know uh, the middle manager from Hertz rent a car, fucking his wife for five minutes in missionary position. These are sexual athletes yes, who thank perform you. Yes. for you know hours on end sometimes with multiple positions and all that. And it's just uh, whether you're allergic to latex or not, or uh, you know, other, to other, substance, even, other, so other substances that aren't, even, that aren't even allergic to it, but they're sensitive, sensitive to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or other substances which are not as effective as latex, uh, which would defeat AHF's reasoning behind all this. Or if have, like Quote if you're a reasoning. vegan and well, you yeah. don't want to do latex, but you can't do lambskin because right. you're fucking vegan. You know, like there's, there's that too. There's shit. You know, so yeah, so so there's so much more that goes into the production, uh, and and after a certain time period, uh, wearing a condom, the uh, the efficacy rate drops and drops and drops and drops to the point where it's there's that, you know. and also in the already cash poor porn industry because everyone is downloading everything for free. Stop stealing you know porn, how, motherfuckers. Yeah. Pay for your fucking porn. But do you know how expensive it is to shoot a boy, girl, girl using condoms? Because you have to change condoms in between each girl. In between, if you're fucking a girl, if a girl's blowing you, you have to change condoms every single fucking time. And the time. failure rate is much one, higher. I did one scene. It was me and Andy San Diego's Tommy Pistol. And we used condoms. And it we had to use condoms the whole fucking time. We went through so many condoms. It was so uncomfortable. By the end of it, both me and Andy were like, does your mouth taste like fucking terrible shit? Does your, does your pussy feel terrible? Is everything bad? Like, because that's how it was. And it was so unfair because I know Andy. I've known Andy. And I've known Tommy. And I knew she was clean. I know he was clean. Everybody was clean. They're my friends. They're my homies. I yeah. have no reason to wear any type of protection with them because I love them and I trust them and I know them. But because of some arbitrary fucking bourgeois bullshit law, they're telling me how I need to run my own fucking pussy, which is not okay. Yeah, not only that, it, you know, the law also extends to couples Oh yeah, absolutely. No, that's the other thing. If, if me and Johnny, if home. me and Johnny were to shoot a movie in our home tonight, not a movie, just even a clip. Yeah, even a just clip. A, yeah. If we were to shoot anything, a scene, anything tonight, he would have to wear a condom, even though we are a married couple. That is, aside for our you know extramarital activities that we do right. together, we are a monogamous couple. We right. keep to each other. We're both safe. We're both tested. But I would have to wear a condom with my goddamn husband. Are I, you I, fucking I kidding forbid me? You want to. You know, heaven forbid he wanted to film you know, you conceiving a child. He couldn't legally do yeah, that. Yeah, right? right? Right. That was part of the argument uh, you know, against the, on free speech grounds that 
the presence of a condom is changing the, our movie. Like it's changing the speech, the, the freedom the message, of expression. The, yeah. yeah, the freedom yeah, of expression, uh, which unfortunately got voted down. The court didn't think it was a compelling interest. But yeah, we're not talking about like even you know professional movie sets. If I'm just filming my wife or monogamous girlfriend or wife yeah. on my iPhone that I'm just uploading to clips for sale or mm-hmm. whatever, I would have to use a condom. And I'd have to adhere to Cal OSHA standards. I mean, technically, in your in your own home, in, own in your home. fucking, and if it's your wife in your fucking marital bed, then they're putting laws on your marriage. Like Mick Blue and Annika right. Albright, like exactly. they are both one male and female performer of the year. They are super king and queen of the fucking porn industry. They're both killer performers, killer everything. But they're also a married couple. So what? They have to wear a condom when they have sex and upload a clip? That's disgusting. It's like a, you're you're putting laws on slope. their marriage. It's a slippery slope from the porn set to the bedroom to your relationship and who knows when it mm-hmm. where it ends. Uh, it's all fucked up. It's completely all fucked up. Well, and especially because like a lot of fans, they want to see organic real like real chemistry and stuff like that and like say i was because um my you know johnny and i we've played with um damon and veruca james they're very close friends of ours all of us you know and you know we've we've had our fun they're not swingers we're not swingers but you know we've had a good time together but like if we want we've known each other for years we're all tested we're all clean we all trust each other everything's cool but if say Johnny or Damien wanted to fire up the camera and put it on clips for sale. Now somehow we're we're under we're under siege. We're like we're and in danger of getting all of our shit subpoenaed for for what? Oh, for uh, what? You're you don't you don't go into swinger houses where no one knows how they're tested and no one's using protection and you don't try to do that. And what was it Stagliano that brought up the thing of plumbers? And plumbers go into people's houses and they're dealing with piss and shit. And all this stuff, and you're not telling them to wear goggles or dental dams or gloves or anything like that. Right. Like, I mean, you, every you know, the industry is lucky this this law got voted down statewide because they added extra things that uh, you can just be a private citizen right. and register a complaint. Mm-hmm. Right, could be completely uninvolved. Be like, and just be like, I didn't like how Draven performed in that scene, so I'm going to complain right. that she didn't, you know. Yeah. A, a complaint after the fact, yeah. and God knows, I mean, Draven, you could talk about this. Every girl has has had stalker issues, obsessed fans. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that opens People that up. cross the line, people that, I've, even a month ago, I had to sh- show a Slayer here. I had to, like, scold some dude like I was his mother because he sent me my my maiden name one of the legal addresses i used to live at uh, like years ago and then it's like because i used to live in that apartment like what if you i lived there fucking five seven years ago if you went there and knocked on that person's house i don't know who that is yeah. do you know how abusive and how terrible it's crazy yeah like, they, they opened how, it up to a civilian like, complaint yeah exactly like yeah. you're Insane. taking your your jerk off fantasies and you're disturbing real people, like in their real lives. You know, like, I'm, no, I think you you're know, taking the fantasy. You're like people want to talk about porn stars will break the fantasy by talking about their boyfriends or husbands, whatever. You trying to find a porn star's real name, her address, anything like that, that is more breaking the fantasy because literally, what do porn stars hold back from you other than their real name and their address? Maybe their family, 
Literally no. nothing. You through, have seen. I can now, guarantee it's if it's a accessible. if it's a legit porn star, you have seen the inside of her pussy. You have seen the inside of her asshole. You have seen the inside of her mouth. You have seen everything on her, except her real name and her address. So, like, why do you need that too? And that and the other thing you know, about yeah, that well, proposition they were talking unhealthy, about. That was the other thing they were talking about. Is if, even if you were a clips no. for sale person, you would have to keep that person's records for. 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. If I shot, if I shot a DP with YouTube right now, I would have to keep your fucking can we, shit. Can we, can we do that right now? Can we? Everyone mm-hmm. test it. Hi, hi. Sorry. Are y'all testing? Are y'all testing? <laughs> I don't have a current test. <laughs> Damn, but man. Like, but if we were to do that, like I would have to keep I may have a dirty those dick. records uh, for 30 years. I would have to keep them until Slayer here was fucking 65 years old. Holy like, can you shit. believe that shit? Well, on top of it, you would have to keep a record of where you kept them. Oh, yeah. No. It was not just keeping the records. You have to publicly state where the records are kept for the next 30 years. Dude, it's, it's so, it's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. I'm glad it got voted down. We all I'm are. So, I'm but, so you know, happy. The, the, I'm apathetic about it. I was crying. No, fuck you, Slayer. <laughs> I, like, I was like weeping. Whoa, I, was like, I just oh, told you my dick might be dirty. No fucking You know me. what? It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be tricky because AHF is so well-funded that uh, they're just going to keep bringing it up. And, you well, know, that and they brought in. I mean, they'll those. keep bringing it up trying to you know, also block housing development in Hollywood. I mean, yeah, they, they're, fuck those they're guys. creeping away from their mission. Well, that of, they kept bringing it. I they brought in there was that one i'm not i'm not naming any names i don't want anyone to name names there was that one outbreak of hiv and those couple performers got it before things started to get really cracked out and then the ahf brought them in for this last hearing that happened here, here, and it was like here's the thing about are you that for real? about that situation not naming any names or anything like that but the times there have been, and I, I don't want to say outbreak because that's It's would, never been an yeah, outbreak. Yeah, it's never been an never outbreak. Never at all. And uh, yeah. It, it, um, it, it's always been someone 90s, who was acting you know, outside of the industry right. brought it in on that's, one scene. That's my point. That's my point. Often hooking. Is that whenever right. someone has come up with HIV, which is exceedingly rare in the industry, it's always been a person that has engaged in unsafe activities outside of uh, the scope of their porn employment, uh, whether that's seeing private clients that are not tested or, or whether that's engaging in, or, in, in or drug use, yeah. um, you know, and n- testing and not either, or, I'm sorry, not testing outside of the system, but um, some companies use the past system, some don't, which is the, the testing database that companies use. Mm-hmm. So every time someone since you know for almost 20 years has contracted hiv it's never been on a porn set nope never let's make that real clear yeah you know it's always been that they've gotten it outside of the industry from unsafe behavior yeah exactly bottom a couple times those are just a couple times it was from out of the country right things someone went out of the country and either shot a scene or they did a, a well, private thing or what something. They do, a what lot happened, of private. What, what happened with that is someone shot out of the country, didn't retest when they came back in, yeah, that's, that's and what still I mean. had a fresh test. You know, within with, then it was the twenty eight day limit, but that yep. came back and it was still within twenty eight days. That's why we do didn't the retest, day and now. that's yeah. Yep. So 
you know, it's always, it's, it's about personal responsibility when it comes down to it. And every time something has happened, it's always from people that don't being, take their job seriously, yeah, don't take being, the health of their coworkers seriously, of the and, act and putting other fucking people at risk. I mean, that's the worst part. Hundreds of other people, because that's what people don't really realize is even if you, you only shoot every now and then, but you keep yourself tested, but you like to have unprotected sex with civilians. Don't fucking do that. That's not safe because if you infect one person, but say you happen to infect one of the most popular girls in the industry with something like chlamydia, which doesn't come up immediately. No, it it may not come up at all for a female. Exactly. Like, you know, then you're not only putting yourself, your own partners and herself at risk. You're putting any other person that she could be working with, which could be upwards of 10, 12 people. And that's only if she's shooting girl, girl, boy, girl, like single girl, like not even threesomes or gangbangs or foursome, anything like that. Like you're putting so many other people at risk. Yeah. I mean, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Absolutely. Because your actions affect so many different people. And when, you know, someone comes up HIV in the rare instance that this has happened, uh, it shuts down the industry. You know, there's a yeah, production. The entire industry shuts down. So it's costing every single person that works in the industry. Their fucking livelihood. From the production assistant to the directors to the performers to even the people in the, editors, the office. Everything. Yeah. Editor, even everyone. people that work, you the know, agents. that work in the agents offices. can't agents. fucking work if they can't book so it anyone. Costs everyone money, which is it's it's the height of just irresponsibility and selfishness. Right. And that's why they're called patient zero. When they get found out, you never see their content again. And it's just unfortunate that people like that who don't take their job professionally like you do and, and many others well, do. Because no, your body, the whole thing about being a performer is your body is your business. And it's very easy because we all live, we, we live in our bodies. You know, the most familiar thing to you is the skin that you live in. Because it's the one thing you've been born into. Like your houses will change. Your scenery will change. Your friends will change. Everything will change. But your skin in your body is your skin in your body. And you get super familiar to it. And I feel like that's why like civilians are just so kind of fly by night, like loosey-goosey with a lot of their testing and stuff. Because you, you tend to get very familiar with your own body. Case in point. Half the girls I went to high school with shared mascara, lipstick, eyeshadow, which is just a giant no-no as like as someone who does makeup, you just don't do that. You know, well, so when was the last time our civilian friends got tested and have had multiple? I partners. ask that all the fucking time. <laughs> you know? Right. Every single time one of my civilian friends, because and this doesn't happen anymore. It's because all my all my friends don't ask me this. But anytime a civilian usually asks me, you know. Oh, well, uh, you know, don't you have diseases all the time? I'm like, when was the last time you were tested? 1993. And usually exactly. it's at least six months ago. They're if, like, oh, if, if at twice, all. twice right. a year. That, yeah, if at all. Yeah. But tw- they're like, oh, twice a year. That's cool. And I'm like, how many partners have you had in between that? Right. Right. How many of those partners were protected? Like, I get. I, yeah. And did you did you know their status? Did you did you guys have a conversation about what you liked, what you didn't like, what you were okay with, what you weren't okay with? If you were tested, if you needed a condom, no, you were just wasted. Or, or if she's actually telling the truth, or he he or she is actually telling the truth, like, oh, I'm totally clean. Like they yeah, don't no. know. Everyone's clean until you get a dirty test. Yep. As for, like 
from and in my experience with um with civilians and their friends because i i tend to not have sex with civilians there's too many people in porno that i find attractive and i am friends with (laughs) so i tend to not fuck civilians as much but and even outside of the fact that i don't really have it as like a a necessity to it makes me nervous just because of how lackadaisical so many people are with their own sexual health but they're but the people that have not gotten tested in six months to a year that have had three one night stands with a dude they've never talked to again never used a condom are the first people to call me a whore First people to call yep. me a dirty whore. Yep. Every yep. single time. 100%. Every single fucking time. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So keep your fucking dick clean. Get tested. Get tested. And maybe sure. you'll have as much for fun sure. as a porn star. And <laughs> Or more. And use protect. If you're not fucking. So- I mean, if you're fucking someone that's not tested, use protection. Just use protection. Or like, and honestly, it's really like, and I want this to be like a giant PSA to anyone that is listening to this or anyone that could ever listen to this. There is nothing wrong and nothing embarrassing about asking your potential partner about their sexual health. Like if you are at a bar and you are talking to a girl or you're talking to some dude and you're hitting it off and you're like, I'm trying to get that up in me or I'm trying to get up in that. If you're like, you know, you're really sexy. I like this. Hey, you know, when was the last time you were tested? For sure. That's not a fucking turnoff. And straight up, if it is a turnoff, maybe you shouldn't be sticking your dick in that. Maybe, you shouldn't, a, maybe you shouldn't be putting your mouth on that. It, it shouldn't be a turnoff, but in the really real world, it doesn't really come up that way. You know that as well as I do. I, and that's that's probably why I don't have sex with as many civilians because I've always asked that question because as like my job as a porn star is to keep myself clean because I know I, I would like dip me in tar on, and set me on fire. If I was to catch something from a civilian and pass it on to my porno sisters or my porno brothers, uh, like seriously, like set me aflame because if you that's, do that, I'm wearing the pot. I'm wearing the GoPro for that one. Like, but that, that's how I feel because it's like not only am I endangering myself, I'm endangering all these people. And sometimes it's people that I've never even met because, I mean, you don't know everyone that you do a scene well, with. There's yeah, been no. plenty of times there's been a dude showed up to set like, who am I fucking? And I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm driving me. You know? No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. You're, you're in the, the sexual, right. I'm just saying like in the really real world, it doesn't always happen. The, the sexual health conversation is important. Should. The I sexual history conversation, it, whatever. It should happen, but maybe not, no, maybe not the sexual, sexual history. Health. I don't need to know. Yeah, I don't need to know how many people you banged, but I, oh, I, I don't want like to know. I would like to know if you've sure. been tested in the past six months and if you haven't been tested in a year. Well, yeah, but I mean, oftentimes I can attest to this. It's we're at a bar. We're doing shots. You're pretty. So are you. Let's fuck. Well, then you need to fucking start bringing condoms, bro. Oh, yeah. I use condoms in those situations. Not exactly. Always. Shut up, you. Uh, 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 Shut up, cut, you. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> hey. Anyway, basically, y'all, just be safe. Take care of yourselves. And if Awkward you see Matt Slayer at a bar, bring him a condom. Well, yeah, just do it. Just in case, because we never know who's sticking Or one stick of those in. oral swabs, just so we really know. Just Whoa, I do not have him. <laughs> I, I am recently <laughs> tested. I do not have the HIV. No, just just bring him a condom. But yeah, I don't know. Just basically, my my whole thing is I, I'm i a big proponent of trying to 
bring down the stigma of getting tested because there's so much stigma around everything sex in, in any type of sexual nature in America. If you ask someone if they've been tested, they're like, ew, why? Like, instead of being like, yeah, I just got tested. Or you know what? No, I haven't been tested in a while and I had some partners I'm not sure about. So maybe... Guess what? You can't be sure about anybody. I mean, for fuck's sake, I was fucking abroad for like fucking a good six, seven months and she did me dirty. Like, I got fucking chlamydia from her ass. Oh, that was said on the air. <laughs> so yeah like fucking this bitch on the regular and she's the only person I fucking we had an established non-monogamous thing <laughs> and you know a test came back fucking dirty and I was like hey you should go get tested I know we have a non-monogamous thing but you were the only person I've been sleeping with and she had done a round of antibiotics for a lung infection. She's like, no, I came back clean. Obviously, you got drunk and slept with somebody else. Like, Giant fuck you. Like, I took ownership and called you the minute I found out I was dirty. Mm-hmm. You can't even be like, eh, well, yeah, possibly it was me because I've been sleeping with other dudes. No, she was sleeping with other dudes. It was not monogamous. Not a problem. But, you know, in those situations, you got to take ownership in that shit. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're consenting adults. I wasn't even upset that she gave me chlamydia. Like, wasn't even upset. Like, these things happen. I mean, Honestly, it does, I mean, it does happen. Because, like, granted, I have um, I've never, you know, hashtag blessed. I've never caught an STD. But I well, have good been. good for you. But I, no, but I've been in contact with enough that I've gotten a phone call from whatever testing service to be like, yo, Someone you just did a scene with, tested positive for X and Y, come in and get tested. You know, like, I, I've been lucky where I haven't caught anything, but I've definitely been exposed to things. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, chlamydia was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, you No, know, it's like a cold. You take a fucking it's antibiotic. A, it it is a porno cold, fine. but I mean, like. Porno uh, cold. It's basically, yeah. Chlamydia and gonorrhea are porno colds. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it, totally, that, that's actually what someone said to me when I was like, yeah, my dick's dirty. I got chlamydia. Like, oh, you got a porno cold. That's uh, <laughs> true. No, but at the end of the day, like, I was expecting, like, And horrible. it's not because everyone's dirty. It's because it's not that big of a hey, fucking deal. Well, and at the end of the day, non-porn, per- civilian gave me that shit. That was yeah, not a performer. Same. Like, it was a, a civilian I was regularly sleeping with. Like, never caught anything from any performer I've slept with. Like, it doesn't happen. I am the risk to a performer, not the other way around. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. we are going. We were talking damn. about weed. We got mad preachy this episode. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. <laughs> mad fucking but, preachy. But in a good way. In a good Get way. Get yourself fucking valuable tested. information. Yeah. Get tested. Bang Get tested. People. Smoke weed. Do it. Yeah, all of it. Buy your porn. Buy your fucking porn. Like, if you don't buy your porn, Draven Star is going to go to the poorhouse. You guys don't want to see that. I don't want to see that because I don't know where we'll broadcast from. No, it's going to be a bad thing. It's going to be a bad thing. We can't broadcast from Draven's box. No, I have no outlets in my box. Live broadcast on the corner, yo. Hang out. Except there's nothing to plug into. Set it up. (laughs) Fucking run an extension cord. We'll just, yeah, we find someone in the burbs and just like <laughs> plug it into their. Outside. It'd be like an episode of The Wire where they got you know those fucking extension cords running from you know abandoned. Once house. again, I have never seen The you Wire. You are the worst Baltimore resident ever. 
You are the worst. No. Okay, no. I lived in Boston no, while I'm I was not. filming it. They were filming it. And I was like, I'm not, like, no. I, no. <sighs> so. I do still watch a I've, lot of I've never Oz. seen The Wire either, but I'm not from Baltimore. Really? Really. Well, see, honestly, like being Fuck from Baltimore, both people are like, "Have you seen The Wire?" No. Are you friends with Michael Michael Phelps? No. <laughs> like, I, mean, I know who Avon Barksdale is, but I don't know. Like, no. so, oh, that's good. So least. much shit. They're like, how do you feel about Ray Rice? I'm like, what? You, leave me alone. Like, <laughs> so apparently, me and Draven are going to have a 75 hour marathon. I'm so excited though. That's my honestly, and that's another reason because that's my favorite way to watch shows. It's just like. Binge. I'm gonna bring my Apple day. TV over and we're gonna just binge all 75 epi- hour long episodes of Let's The Wire. Let's do it. Oh yeah. I'm Wait. gonna need like a permission slip from you to my husband. Like Draven has to be lazy for the next four days. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna be on your couch with you, so it'll be like, okay, yeah, that'll be like, cool. He won't what up, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I know I'm on <laughs> vacation right now. Like, leave me alone. Cook me some food. <laughs> Oh, I brought. He's such that, a good. He's such a good food. He, cook. he did. Cook. Yeah, he made you that um, that thing the other day. No, he made me like you know fucking fat sauce. It was delicious. Yeah, well, he's he's French trained, so everything. No, is it was fat just sauce. like everything's butter and cream and cheese and fucking. Like, Matt Slayer, everything. do you want to see your penis again? No, just keep eating this. I got like, the meal for you. Like, <laughs> sorry. He's going to keep feeding me, and I will not see my penis when it's flaccid. It'll have to be a rest for me to be able to see it over my gut. I think you need a good case of gout before the year Whoa. is up. Whoa. I will never catch gout. I am too active for that. You know who caught... Oh, I shouldn't You do that. eat a lot of red meat, though, so I would be careful about that. Fuck yourself. I'm yeah. just saying, some, motherfucker. Uh, I'm worried about your health. You tell me to fuck myself. Fine. Eat all the red meat. Drink all the red wine. Smoke all the cigars, motherfucker. See what happens. Thank you. <laughs> You need some like fettuccine Alfredo, like heavy cream sauce. Actually, that's what I have for dinner on Friday. Like Friday, Friday, I ordered fettuccine Alfredo, mozzarella sticks, and a bottle of wine and watched Daredevil all night. That sounds, see, that's awesome. That sounds like a very romantic date you took yourself on. Yeah. I did a similar thing. Slayer knows how to treat Slayer. I I ordered, um, Domino's was having a two pizza. That sounds cool. (laughs) So I ordered, shut the fuck up. I ordered two pizzas. Slayer out. And I ate a bunch of. I eat a bunch of pizza and I watch a bunch of SVU and Bob's Burgers. Should have watched awesome. Daredevil. It's fucking awesome. There's too much good TV. <sighs> I know. That's it's the just, thing. Honestly, that's the day. problem I have. Like there's there's so much good TV on. Every time someone brings up something I haven't seen, I'm like, yeah, I know. I I'm sure I would love that. Well, yeah, but your I'm best like, act I'm in the middle Game of, of Thrones is coming you. back in like fucking less than a month. Oh, you, you know I'm on that. I'm up to date on that shit. I gotta watch that. Holy oh shit! You got oh you know. My. I know. Damon and Veruca have been yelling at me too. Like, bitch, you don't watch Game of Thrones. Like, I was like, start was now. Yeah, like you have four seasons to watch, and yeah. if you can well, do a season a week yeah. until the premiere, I could probably do that. So, and then when I'm buried in an open casket because my husband murdered me for watching TV mm-hmm. instead of working. <laughs> hey, I bet you could come and watch Game of Thrones at the same time. Eh. Maybe. That would probably be huge. Yeah. I pay attention too much, though. So, like, dudes would be talking to me, and I'd be like, fuck yourselves. Yeah, you need to no, pay no, attention. No, no, just have Game of Thrones, like, visible on cam. Be like, what? Khaleesi. I don't know if I could do that. I don't uh, know, you know if I could it all, do that. Like, I love the binge aspect, because that's just really cool. But it all seems to, have, you know, after you binge, it all seems to kind of, like, run together. Like, yeah. I know I loved House of Cards Season 4 that just came out a couple weeks ago. I binged the whole thing in, like, three days, but... 
I don't really remember <laughs> much. I just know it was great. Hey, I someone loved shot it, Frank Underwood. Oh shit! Spoiler. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. Spoiler well, alert on two eighty. I mean, I can I can kind of get that because um, when I I watched the the new one is coming out soon, but the last season, excuse me, of Orange Is the New Black. I watched it so fast, and by the time I got to the last episode, I was like, where's the next one? Because this is boring, and this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's weird to watch like a whole season of TV in a few days, and then you have to wait. I don't know like, what to do with myself after to, it. Yeah, I, like, I physically do not know what to do with myself. I'm like, Ugh. So are either one of you Venture Brothers fans? Yes. No, haven't. So watched. those motherfuckers two years in between seasons? Every time, I know. It's fucking so cold. Steve, you have to watch the Venture Brothers. Venture is, Brothers is good. Is phenomenal. I have all of it. Is that an Adult Swim yeah. thing? Yeah. I have all of it. So I guess we'll mention this to our listeners. Me and Steve are probably going to be living together shortly. I can't wait. In a Whoa. heterosexual like yo, life mate Heterosexual situation. life partners. You guys are just going to Dutch rudder each other all night long. That makes it sound more serious. Than <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting rid of furniture to move in. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> what am I in for? Do you guys, can you feel the, the, the sexual tension? There is no sexual tension. You cut, I'm just cut it with a knife. Steve's liver is just going to be injured. <laughs> Man, I I hope it's true and livers can regenerate because I'm probably gonna need a new one. Milk thistle. Son. Maybe if you take like a, like a biopsy of the one you have and try and grow it in a lab. Could, yes. By the time you need a new one, it'll be grown. Hey, last time I went to the doctor, sure. they told me my liver, uh, my liver was healthy. Your, your, your twat. My twat. twat? <laughs> my twat. I don't have a twat. I, I can't hear you. My liver is healthy. Wow. I would get a second opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the same Vegas doctor who offered to like prescribe me TRT like right off the bat. He's like, "Yeah, your testosterone could be a little low. We could, yeah, we could get you TRT right back, get you right back up to optimal levels." I'm like, "You think my testosterone's low? You want to get me back to like teenage levels? I'm gonna fuck a brick wall." He would. Y'all, like, I know y'all listening, like, ah, ha, ha, Slayer's so funny. No, he would put his dick through a brick wall. Not like, oh, I found a weak spot. No, he would fuck a brick <laughs> until it broke through. See, I don't or know. Until I, I came. I right? don't know exactly what I'm in for. So you might have to supply me with a list of references that I, ha- but forget about the leasing agent or the landlord or anything that I personally have to go he through. He wants to know what type of bras you banged. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> that is true. He, we were talking about. He was like, if I if I didn't have drunk sex in the year of 2014, I probably would have had sex twice. <laughs> that is sadly, sadly the truth. Like, I think which is why we're gonna uh, staple up some soundproofing. You know, you have no. I've I've heard it, bro. It's a whole you know, lot. it sounds super aggressive. It is. A pri- primal almost. It's very primal. And it's got a very primal smell to it, too. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, I did not generate that smell. I mean, I may have caused that smell, but I did you not helped. generate. You helped. I did not generate. Don't act like smell. your balls are made of fucking cotton candy. I wish they were. So does every girl you've ever slept with. Clap back. Oh. Oh. Are you, are, I mean, since we're going to be roommates, I feel like this is only an appropriate discussion to have. On the air. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, know, maybe well. even publicly. But are you, uh, are you uh, 
vocal during said encounter. He's more of a grunter. Are you a gr- I was going to say a grunter. grunter. I'm a grunter. A grunter. He's a grunter. No, I, I've often been told, like, I look like I'm in physical pain when I orgasm. Same. I get that all the time. People are like, why do you look like wow. you're dying? I've never gotten that, but I've gotten, I have lead guitarist face. Oh, even better. Okay. You know? nice. I'm with that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm fucking soloing comfortably numb, like in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. This is going to be interesting. I just look this like is... a chipmunk most of the time. Like, uh, uh, yeah, uh. See, unlike <laughs> me and Steve, people could go reference your O-Face. That's true. True. Team ugly O-Face. What's up? Hey. Hey. Me and pain is a pretty sight. You know, there's the first time I ever filmed myself, um, a little POV action. I filmed on this old camera. It was in Vegas at an AVN show. Uh, and I filmed... You know, a couple different sessions, POV style. So you didn't see my face. I don't think I was also pretty drunk at the time, but I <laughs> left the damn camera in my room, called the front desk like frantically after oh, I checked out. I left. Oh, the God. Oh, that's horrible. You know, called the front desk frantically. Did anyone turn in a camera? Did anyone turn in a camera? Yes, sir. We have we have your camera. I'm like, oh, God, perfect. I grabbed my camera. Cool. I come back home to take the memory card out. Memory card gone. Yep. Yep. Somebody took that for their own personal space. So there might be something up there on like a tube site. I don't know. Yeah, let's go on fucking red tube. It's out. See if we can find Javers. It's fucking out there in the wild somewhere. So if you ever find So someone might know my O face unintentionally, but. I. I, I'm half tempted to ask which girl it was. Repeatedly jerking off to you constantly. Hey. Lapita, you know, the housekeeper, it spices up her marriage. Hey, I always think it's like the, the maid from family guy, like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> Peter's not here. So no. good. <laughs> so we, uh, I feel like we were getting horribly off track, and we are way over our regular time. This is fucking bonus episode. Right. What up? So welcome to the double episode of the 288 podcast. God damn. I was going to make a broad joke, but it didn't work in my head. Mm. It's okay. 288 double D. <laughs> oh, that's a big fat bitch with huge tits. We, co- we covered a lot of ground here. I'm, I'm proud of what we accomplished I tonight. Agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I feel like we talked about a lot of stuff. And, and basically, I also want to mention, since Jack Daniels is such an integral part of this whole process, we've managed to kill off... Maybe there's, there's like a there's couple prob- sips there's probably left. Probably a shot, maybe two shots left. of a full bottle. Uh, so uh, I'm I'm very proud. I th- a fair amount of that may have gone into me. Well, we're all here. <laughs> we're all friends. Yes, we share equally in the Jack, my friend. Yeah. Uh, Cheers to Jack. Cheers to Jack. So on that note. Steve, where the hell can we find all your fucking brilliant bullshit? Yeah, where are you at with all your all your fancy magazines and stuff? Yeah, so you can read my writing on college basketball at rumbleinthegarden.com. Uh, my Time, Inc. stuff that I do is for a New York Knicks website called dailynicks.com. You can find all my NBA stuff there. You can find all this great street art and graffiti artists and tattoo artists and interviews I do with all of them and street art and uh, fashion 
uh, 12 ounce profit. That's 12 O Z P R O P H E T dot com. You could also find my stuff in uh, LA Weekly, Penthouse, High Times Magazine, and in MG Magazine and online for them at mg daily.com and on Instagram and Twitter at Brooklywood, just like Hollywood, but Brooklywood. Because you're from Brooklyn. Exactly. Represent. Oh, look at you, you fancy thing. Well, go ahead, follow our buddy Steve Javers on all of his various things and read all of his writing. Clearly, he is a very interesting man with wonderful stories to tell. You can follow our host, Maddie Slayer, on. Uh, you can follow Matt Slayer on Twitter at Matt underscore Slayer. Don't forget woo, that. Woo. Don't forget that fucking underscore. Woo, woo, woo. You feel me? And you can follow Matt Slayer on Instagram at Matt Slayer. And yeah, that's <laughs> it for fucking social media that I wish to give to that you. You want to go with? <laughs> you can follow me, Draven Star. You're a large titted host on a Twitter, Instagram, all of that stuff as at the Doom Doll. You can follow my antics at doomdoll.com. And uh, yeah, until next week, stay filthy, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Mwah.